0: Why did you want to sign up for the special forces? (laughs) They put us in a storage, they blindfolded us, and they pulled us in position of the hostage.
1: And he says to me, my wife was ready to shoot you. She had a gun with her.
0: It happened to my father. We don't know how much money he lost.
1: It was more than a million.
0: I truly predict that it's gonna be the dumbest generation
1: ever. The following
2: is a conversation with the brothers Xenios and Sergio Caralambus, and they're very good friends of mine. We will be talking about their experience in the Cypriot special forces moving to London and to Silicon Valley, and becoming software CEOs. It's a quite emotional episode. Uh, Talk about the influence that our fathers had, as well as dropping some very, very juicy value bombs on scaling your online business to up to eight figures. Massively proud on this one. We're going ultra deep, so lean back and enjoy. Welcome. We got Xenios and his brother, Sergio Haralumbos. Correct. Almost, but you guys are pretty crazy legends. So you just showed me your two cows, AKA the land and the buildings that you've bought, you guys own three businesses together? Correct. Crazy, plus your brothers, which is also very, very interesting, plus you and I go way back to 2017, 16, 17, uh, where you were a celebrity fitness trainer. Oh, man. (laughs) And uh, both of you guys came really, really far, and it's a pleasure to have you in your office on the podcast. Man, honestly,
0: thank you for having us. I really appreciate it. It's really crazy how we met. Like now it's 2013, <laughs> imagine almost 2024. Sorry, 2023, not yeah. 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got 10 and years. <laughs> def- yeah, <laughs> and and but actually I started to follow you from back in the days, I think,
2: when you used to run RSD Max. Yeah crazy times with the real social dynamics exactly and uh, you were at one of my events by the way make sure you speak loud enough for the for the mic because uh, you're a qu- quiet guy um london 2000 something 2016 or 17 it was where we met bro listen we, we met actually I, I
0: bought your program the natural yes <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes and um that was my first year in London, I remember, and basically mm. I heard that you were coming for an event, mm. and it was free. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how we get it.
2: friends, good. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: free for anyone that
2: bought the natural. Mm. That, let's name it this way because that's I think the other was. people paid. I remember it was the natural blah 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 event, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And you came up to me
0: afterwards yeah but the real story what is it actually i remember back when i was sitting in my studio in in london i was really depressed honestly you cannot imagine no friends nothing and and as soon as i heard that you were coming i was extremely skeptical to to come to this event because obviously it creates me anxiety to be around Mm. a lot of people Mm. and I just decided, okay, fuck it, let's just go there and, um, and see what is this is all about. Because if you don't get out of your comfort zone, then obviously you're not growing, you're not doing anything. I mean, this is what the mindset that you used to teach yeah, back yeah, in yeah, the yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I decided, okay, let me go, I have nothing to lose. No matter how bad I'm gonna feel, how much anxiety, how much stress, I'm just gonna go there and that's it. I don't need to speak to anyone, just go there and show up. So I remember I came to the event obviously it was a bit awkward yeah. because this event is like for guys only who basically have issues with, <laughs>
2: with the dating <laughs> <life>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everybody's a little bit awkward yeah yeah yeah
0: but honestly if it wasn't for me to go and show up to this event i don't think we'll be in this podcast today
2: that's so, a crazy thing this is, this is how i live. Uh, butterfly effect right yeah. you and and this butterfly effect is so crazy right you're like ah whatever i'll go i'll show up right and then you do and then we chat and then we shot that video I yeah think. Was the, that that
0: the, we, the same day i think yeah we maybe showed the that same thing. day <laughs> I, I think so it, it was the end the end of the event and then that was the moment that everyone was about to say thank you for everything yeah, or to yeah. meet you in person and i was one of the guys actually i was the last person to stay back that was smart and uh i think i got your attention because uh, you, you asked me what do you do here and then i told you yeah oh, yeah i just started training some celebrities here in London and, right. and it caught your attention immediately we exchange Instagrams exactly and we the same day we went out and we shot the video in Kings Cross not this video yeah think this was maybe the next day ah we shot another video that's right outside Kings Cross that's station right. that's
2: right and I then remember. we went
0: to train together
2: yeah we went work out together that was so Bro, crazy. honestly Man.
0: did that's how we met then we kept uh, in touch and yeah. I, I I met you again in Ukraine, two times. That's right. You when you used visit. to live there,
2: yeah. Ah, where you got the food poisoning at my
1: party? Oh no. <laughs> I remember he called me. He was like, "Bro, I'm like po- food poison. I was inside." I was like, bro, you there? Like, I was yeah. like, what are you doing there?"
2: <laughs> That's what happens when you eat meat in Kiev. It's like fifty
0: He used to throw the best parties ever in history. Imagine he had an amazing apartment yeah, yeah, 20 in Ukraine. Yeah he every weekend he used to invite like a, a lot of women a lot of guys like throwing parties there yeah.
2: my neighbors would come by I was like hey we're your neighbors we have we have beer can we join and i'm like none of us drinks but feel free to join and it was always just more and more people that i never saw before at the party and then i remember you like lying on the couch <laughs> i got so food bad. poisoning he used to have jacuzzi in the <laughs> Not jacuzzi sorry sauna yeah sauna and and i had a jacuzzi then as well in the second in the second apartment yes i
0: didn't go place. to that one though
2: yeah man until until a wind blew the roof off the jacuzzi off the building we never found it anymore it was just gone
0: the jacuzzi man. how is it possible you
2: know like the jacuzzi has a roof that yeah. you put over it and it got blown off we never found it anymore not down on the street it was gone it must have flown super far away <laughs> so that was the end of that Oh. and by the way that was the moment by
0: the way that you changed my life
2: yeah yeah the food poisoning in no UK, here?
0: The, that was the second time the first time we met in ukraine that was the time that you started to talk to me about online business Ah. yes that was the moment that you told me bro let's, let me show you i made 100k from 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 back in the days in, in a month from the dating and i yeah. can show it to you to you how you can do this as well yeah and that's where you you opened my eyes that holy shit i shouldn't be doing personal
2: training yes and uh that's i remember now. that's how it started man. i remember now i remember now crazy and now so let's take a step back and now both of you have the same three companies you work together or do you have one that you only do alone or how does it work? No, we,
1: work? we uh, like, whatever we do, we do it together. Basically. Wow. Yeah. everything. Yeah. That is,
2: how, how, I mean, how, how is that? Because uh, it, there, there's two opinions. There's people who say never do anything with your family. And then there's people who say only do business with your family. I guess you guys are second category because this whole thing of like, can I trust someone? You know, when you're a business partner, like how much can I trust? Is that person going to fuck me up? You guys don't have that because you guys are brothers. So I guess that's an advantage. How do you, how do you feel working together with your brother?
1: Well, it's basically we, each one of us has different responsibilities. Mm. That was from day one. Mm. So I do more the software CY stuff, which is website and branding and so on. So that's my part. Mm. Xenios does the fitness part, <laughs> obviously. I cannot do that. <laughs> and then we have the software, which is a co-member. And there I do most of it, but he's also involved. So, so it's so like scary. a mixture there.
2: We got the fitness, we got the co-member, which is software. Exactly. Slash. Uh, is it a merchant or what, it, what, it, what is it exactly?
1: It's an e-learning platform.
2: E-learning platform, got so it. So you
1: can host your courses, your students can visit the course and so on. Like.
2: That's right, I remember. And then what's the third one? The real estate?
1: That's, the third one is the, fit, it's, so it's the agency, agency the cop member, co- co- member oh. and the fitness.
2: Wait, hold on, what's the agency? You, the way you guys call it, the agency.
1: <laughs> the agency is like we do ah, like. Software CI. Uh, so, software CI. So we develop like websites, SEO, uh, marketing for all local businesses in Cyprus and also for businesses uh, outside. We work with some of the biggest names, to be honest with you. I have some cool stories. In- like
2: whom? Like whom? Let's drop some
1: names uh-huh. if you're allowed to. I, 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 have, I have an invoice from uh, Grand Cartoon. No shit. Yeah. Wow. He bought once from us. Yes. No shit! Yes. That's
0: a custom great. plugin.
1: Yeah, a custom plugin which I, so, I had no idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is sick. Roy, listen, it's a
0: lot of things that you don't know about I us. Was... That's
1: why you guys are here, right? So yeah. basically, yeah. it was so funny how I got him as a customer. So I developed a plugin that, you know, every webinar yeah. has a really bad way when you go to the funnel, mm. the opt in is really bad. So mm. I created a one which was much faster. You could just one click and put it on your landing yeah. page. Any yeah. anywhere it would work. Clickfunnels, whatever it is right. your landing page.
0: Every big name used to have that opt-in. I'm um, Alex Begger, Grand Carton after. Um, well,
2: what, and now not anymore or what? Uh, no, it's dead. No, obviously. everybody like, just
0: copied it or what? Uh, no, it's, it's just fine. not working anymore. Mm-hmm. Everything has a lifespan, yeah. As yeah, we
1: yeah. said before, like, yeah. Sure yeah. Looks like but like, it was funny how we got him as a customer. It was like, I remember he was I, I was messaging, I was outreaching inside the ClickFunnels group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Yes, yes, I was doing uh, outreaching. For, I was like, why you post? And then uh, pitching in the end and then people were DMing me. Oh, what's this? What's that? You know? Yeah. And then one day a guy messages me. I didn't respond to him. Like it was like two o'clock at night here. Mm. I wake up in the morning and I see on the system because we had it all automated. Grand Carton. I was like, and domain what? at Grand Carton oh, yeah? What? Are we serious?" And he bought it, and then uh, the same night, his whole team was calling me <laughs> because they uh, they were like they threw a lot of traffic to it, mm. and there was issues.
0: Man, I remember 40,000 opt-ins in just one day. Man. No
1: way,
2: 40,000 opt-ins in one day. Where did they come from organic, or did they?: oh, that, that was
1: one landing page. That was one landing page they had. <laughs> that was one landing page.: Where did
2: the traffic come to the landing page?: I organic? don't know. I don't
0: know. Man, the Crank carton he has Instagram, big email list, big YouTube channel. It's really big.
2: You know when I see things like that, when I hear numbers like that, I get a certain feeling
0: first, so, first one first, you don't believe it?: Yes. But it's the same case with us. In our case, we see it with our eyes. That You see so I don't many even, people.
2: I, it's not even like that I don't believe it. The first feeling I get is like, I want that. And I got the same when you guys showed me your real estate. And you're like, yeah, we bought this, so-and-so much money. And then we built that and the profitability. And I'm like, I want that. And you know what's funny? I. Th- that's me. That's how my brain works. So I remember specifically, because you said you were at my seminar for the dating brand back in the days. Well... Cut back a couple of years before that, I think it was 2011. I was at a seminar just like that of uh Alex, uh, Alex Treasure, um, RSD Alex back in the days from Australia, Australia. And he was in Vienna, hated the uh, a program there, it was like a 300 program, and it's a weekend program, Saturday, Sunday, right? So I'm sitting there. I'm enjoying it Saturday, Sunday, right? No notes, learning a lot about social dynamics, how to put yourself out of your shell and all that jazz, right? And then at the end, it was like the last 10 minutes. He says like, yeah, you know what? Like what we do is we travel around the world and uh, we always need people to help us out. So if you have some sort of online income where you can make money while you're traveling, feel free to travel with us, right? We're always like a group of guys. We're self-improving. We're traveling the world. I'm giving seminars, right? We're talking to girls and all that shit. So for me, I was like 21 years old. I'm like holy shit. It was like, he's right. And then it clicked for me, it was like, okay, income online plus traveling the world plus great friends group, that's the life. So I had exactly the same feeling that you guys just gave me earlier when, you, when we walked through the real estate that I just had when you talked about Grant Cardone's numbers. I got out of that seminar room and, and I grabbed my best friend, Andre, who's top four poker players in, on Poker Stars back in the days. He already made 2 million profit just playing poker with 21 legendary guy, one of my first clients a Dating Advice. And I grabbed him, like I grabbed him by by his shirt and I'm like, bro, we gotta get to work. And he's like, what do you mean? We, We gotta get to work, we gotta make this thing happen. And he was back then coaching me in playing poker. So I said, I'll coach you, I'll teach you everything I know about social dynamics and you teach me everything you know about poker. So back then the vehicle for me was professional poker playing. Um, it changed and obviously I later on became a coach, which kind of was even better because it wasn't based on, on, on luck as much or mathematics for that for that matter. Um, but it was exactly the same feeling. I'm like, I want that. And when I have that, I get obsessed. And then it's just like, okay, let's start the grind. Months, years, I don't care, let's go. And, um, and that's also why I'm here now, right? It's like every time I see someone else crushing, I'm like, I want that until I crush it like them. And then I'm like, okay, now I have it. And then I see some other guy and I'm like, I want that too. And three, four years later, I have that too. And it's, it always goes on like that. And, and I love that. So, right away, thanks, guys, because <laughs> I wanted to get in real estate for a long time. But this now, I think I will think back when I buy my first property, presumably in Cyprus, anyways. Let's, I have get, non- let's become since. neighbors. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, you talked about earthquakes on the building next to yours. Isn't earthquake secure? I'm there, man. I'm there to find this thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's great, and, um...
1: But let, I, I want to say to you something, like, you, you say about numbers, okay? Mm. Personally, I don't get excited anymore about numbers. Mm. I'm going to be honest with you. What do you get excited about uh, Not, that is non-sexual? Like. Uh, okay, except from that, okay? But <laughs> numbers, numbers... Like most people, they get carried, especially in the online marketing world, they Mm. get carried away, oh my God, like 50,000 opt-ins. That's not what excites me anymore, to be honest with you. So what is it? Who buys out of these 50,000 people that they come there?
2: You see, that's a paradigm shift.
1: Or I will tell you one more, which is like everybody does it. Everyone's like talking about, how much money do you make? I make 3 million. Oh huh, bro, do you make that in revenue or in net? Yeah. Yeah. No
0: talks about the
1: net. Nobody <laughs> talks about net. Nobody. Nobody.
2: Amen. Amen. Here's the crazy part, and, and this is really beautiful that you say that. Um, because I just got uh I told you earlier we got the the eight figure award from, from Cope Cart, and that's again uh, sorry, from ClickFunnels. Yeah, we got the five million from card last year. We got the ten million from 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 uh, ClickFunnels. And my my partner Robin, uh, he said something very very cool because uh, we had the award one sent to him to the Netherlands, one sent to me to Austria. And I sent him the picture, and then he sent me the picture. And I said, post it in the wins group. We have a wins group for our whole staff, right? Because I'm like, hey, let's freaking celebrate this. And he said something really nice, and it's exactly what you said. He says, so he posted the picture of the award. Uh, In the group, and he says, a lot of people make a million, but one or two years later, you didn't hear anything anymore about these people, and they work in a supermarket again. Not us. Ten million is a great milestone. Twenty-five million next. And this is also what we offer to our clients. We don't teach them to hack what works for a few months. We teach them stuff that keeps working even in recessions, year after year. We set them up for life if they listen. So props to Robin Bauman for saying this and. It's exactly what you guys just said. It's like, yeah, you make 3 million, sounds cool. Let's talk about real numbers. How much is profit? How much is cash? Like, how much is profit? Do you make it once in a good year because you sell some sexy sounding NFT AI bullshit, right, like whatever the trend is? Or do you make this every freaking year and you make even more and you keep growing, right? And that's what, And that's what's so crazy about you two guys because we see each other about once once or twice a year. And every single time I meet you guys, you pushed even more there's something new there's better there's more money yeah That's but crazy. this is not
0: the truth the truth is that we always have our ups and downs mm-hmm. i don't want to come here and say oh yeah every year we are better and better no every year we are we always have ups and downs it's in every business it's not possible to be growing every month the, mm-hmm. tr- trust me mm-hmm. if you're in business for many years you know this and unless you have a very solid foundation and Yes, you manage to make it like every year. Maybe you don't grow five, ten percent, okay? But uh it, um, with me and my brother, look, we have our ups and downs. It's normal. I don't even we, deny that. I don't we're know trying that. to see, okay, how what did we learn from exactly. our losses? Because Definitely. I think this is the best lesson. But sometimes it's expensive
2: lesson. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> but like what I'm saying is like I don't want to. That's exactly. I, I'm not taking anything away from that. What I'm saying is like every time I meet you guys you have done something new you've learned something new you've gotten better at something better stronger smarter and that's really cool because i'll tell you one thing i have a lot of friends that are uh, business owners online offline and i see a lot of them it's almost 50-50 50% step up and i every time i see them they're smarter better and 50% gave up at some point everybody gives up somewhere right um the only question is Where do they give up? Right? Do they give up when they're forty and they have a net worth of thirty-five million and say that's it? Or do they give up after cracking two hundred K a month and then they run into an issue? And you guys are not those that give up. How much do you think is it due to the the support of each other? Is it sometimes that one of you guys is having a down phase and the other one has to carry him? (laughs) How how do you how do you
0: it happens,
1: it happens. I'm gonna be honest with you.
0: Actually, this is the benefit of of doing this partnership that if, if let's say I'm sad that something happens, oh, my brother is always going to be the one that is going to cheer me up. Listen, don't worry, you have my back. Everything is good.
1: But like other times, it's the like reverse. Maybe I'm the one who is like, oh my God, blah. And I complain and then oh, he says, said no, mindset issue. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Do you ever, have you ever
2: had it where you both were down? No, it like never, automatic. it's always, it's always one. It's always
1: one. <laughs> never the same time, seriously.
2: That is really good. Because, because I noticed this because I've worked with several different partners in several different areas. And um, I noticed when my business partner is as hysterical as I am and as prone to quick action taking. Like when there's an issue for me, I'm like, okay, we've got to fix this. Let's go. Right. And I've always had partners that are like, okay, chill, shut up. Let's look at this first. Right. So it's always good to have someone that counterbalances you. Right. And like you said, that's the, that's the strength of having a partner, man.
0: That's very important, especially my brother, because obviously it's a person I can trust.
2: Yeah, you, the trust is there, you know, like...
0: I know whatever is going to happen,
1: listen, no it's my brother.
2: How, no. What's the age difference between you guys? Uh, I'm 29.
1: I'm 35, so six years. Nice, nice.
2: Well, how did it feel when he started getting stronger than you? Because <laughs> there's a dip, right? <laughs> no, come on. No, wait, 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 The, wait, wait, the first wait, wait, wait. 10 years, on, wait,
1: and then... wait a second. He followed... <laughs>
2: That's what I'm saying. And then at some point you started, same for my brother, he's three years older. I could kick his
1: ass right now. You know? We, we, we were like, I was like, uh, I, I went to the army first and that was like the turning point. Let's put it this way. Okay. Mm. So when I went to the army, I went to special forces. And then I was Oh, like, you too? Yes. I was. I thought one.
2: only you went to special forces. I stole idea. <laughs> It you was what? my idea. I
1: stole his <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was my idea. And then, when it was the moment where he would go to the army, I was like, if you don't go to a Special Forces, don't talk to me again. Yeah, <laughs> it was to so go to special psychological special pressure. Imagine yeah, if like, your brother has done it. To go to
2: <laughs> hey, if you guys don't mind, let's talk about that. Because uh, as someone who went to the Austrian army, which is, as we call, uh, the, at least the one that I went to, the unit, it was, was the Hollywood army. Because we were not a, a fighting force, we were we were a maintenance force. So this, we had like eight weeks of base training in like one of the easiest, like most laid back, uh, bases in all of Austria. And then we were like, you know, kitchen, um, office, that was our job. Um, but you guys, look what you told me that one time, I think two years ago, like the the stuff that those guys did in your training, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, man, I have
0: crazy stories to share, to be honest with you. Can you share some? Yeah, yeah, I can that's share good. anything because I'm not there anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. They're not gonna get you. By the way, can we turn the AC a little colder? Because uh, I'm sweating here. Okay, so I had no idea that you went to the, to the Special Forces as well. So, so... So you do base level military training first and then you get to the special forces how do you even qualify for that i mean you got to be like 10 out of 10 fit for that shit, right do you want to say maybe or basically
1: say? listen in, in cyprus it's compulsory to go to the army okay for 12 for months. everybody no. for well when i was it was like 24 months i don't yes. know how much how long you, yeah two years basically really we did two years 15. now it's 14 months so it's one a year okay so when it was the time that we went I'm 35 now, so I was 18. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you sign up for the Special Forces. There was like, uh, you need to run like- You uh, did that right away, before you tr- yes, started? Yes, before you go in, you need to sign up. So you, the first day that you go in- Why, why, did, you you even, why did you even do that? Why
2: did you want to sign up for the Special Forces?
1: I don't know. Personally, Actually, I... it's
0: the only thing that is worth it to be honest with you. Worth it for what? For the um, challenge? Let him finish the... and then I will, I will okay. explain. I will tell you
1: the reason I signed up. All right. Because when I was in school, I used to go every week on hiking. Mm. And then before, like, when we was the last year of school, they took us to a trip on the Special Forces. Oh, uh the Like training. the base. Yeah. And And I saw the base and I was like, Shit, that's where I will go. I go every week on hiking. I like camping. I like these things. I'm going to go to Special Forces. So that's why I signed up and I was very skinny. Actually, back then Uh, I signed up. It was like you need to run like one mile under what uh, time? I don't remember under seven minutes, which is like it's 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 nothing. It's 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 not difficult to pass. It's not difficult. 50 push ups. You can do them. 50 sit ups. That's it. 50 setups in a, in a in time frame. I think that is time Yeah, that was a time frame. But then, that's not the hard part. All of us that did the exam to pass, immediately when the exam was finished, they told us, okay, you pass, you failed, you pass, you failed. So it was like, okay, I passed. So you go going to stand there. And then they started the mind games. It started right away? Right away. <laughs> mind games mind games right away, and they were like you don't want to go step out you don't want to go step out you're not going to go to hell you're not going to holidays or paradise you're going to hell and many people they're like
2: so they tried to talk you out of it yes
1: yes because they had to decrease the number actually they only took i think in my year 300.
2: so they walked up to people that looked weak and and they were like you don't want to go get out of here
1: no it was like no it was everybody standing there okay push-ups, like uh, sit-ups, every, a- anything you can imagine. This is, and they were like talking bullshit, like this is nothing. When yeah. you go in, it's gonna be worse. How many people dropped out there already? Oh, I remember like for sure 50, 60 people, seriously. So out of how out of out, We were like 400, I think. We, then they had to drop down the number to 300, I think, to get us in. So it was crazy, man.
0: <laughs> in, in our uh, generation, because obviously he's six years older, was kind of different to be honest. Mm. First of all, they back then when I did it, they accepted 250 people. Mm. But in our case, it was not just to pass this physical exam. Is basically oh you passed it, but we're only gonna accept accept 250 people. So we're gonna get only the best of the 250 mm. people. It might, it, no matter if let's say another four five hundred people managed to pass. So yeah. usually five thousand people apply. 250 get, got ac- accepted and in the first three weeks uh, we went from 250 to around 190 because the first three weeks is usually the, the harder ones and the reason behind that is because obviously it's a new environment you realize that you made the big mistake to sign up for the special forces uh, so when
2: was the moment walk me through it when was the moment you realized okay, shit, what have I got myself? Yeah, yeah, in both your case, I'd love to know. Uh, Look, I'm not gonna lie to you. I wanted also
0: to quit like in two weeks time because obviously it was too much, man. Like every day you have to go 10 kilometers running. Then you have to do uh, all of this uh, nonsense exercises. Every day they talk shit to you that you're nothing, you're garbage, you're not gonna do anything in your life. And basically that's where I just didn't want to do this anymore. I did this for two weeks and I was coming home sometimes like one two times a week that we used to get allowed and i used to tell to my parents hey listen i don't want to do this anymore mm-hmm. and well i want to quit was it for you more to, the verbal stuff or the physical or well, both the, the physical i think the verbal I, I wouldn't really care to be honest with you because i was like okay who's this guy to tell me right now that's okay. how i used to think but the physical stuff i mean that was the whole point of the army they yeah. their goal was to find out exactly okay what is the weakness of max and then destroy you completely. So let's say if they realize, ah, Max is getting affected when they tell him he's short.
2: Aha! Uh-huh, all right. We're all gonna right. do
0: it like every day until he quits because that's their goal to make you quit. But it doesn't sound so bad yet. You just said. A- By the way, you're not short. I'm the same height as you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're short.
1: <laughs> story. Let me tell you a story. Yeah. This is a story that is the highlight. Like oh, when right. I, when I was in the army, so it was like it was a night, and we are like. They told us, okay, you need to go sleep. Mm. So we went and eh, we didn't sleep. We started talking and going on and on. And then the guy comes in like, and he is like, everybody get up. Everybody oh. get up. Everybody. During the night? Everybody don't get care. up, not dressed, Yeah. with the underwears. Yeah. And they put us outside, it was cold. Oh. And we started taking push-ups and then we started doing this on the, oh, the, crawling. On the cr- crawling. And we crawled like 50, 60 meters. And we, he made us crawl to the toilets. <laughs> Man, to the toilets. And then I remember him, he went inside the toilets and he took like uh, water and he was like, spraying, put, uh, spraying everybody with the cold water, oh. okay? And then he was like, okay, now crawl back. So you're wet, you crawl back into the soil. Uh, so there's mud yeah. in, in, on your skin. And then, who did it? Nobody would talk. Okay, nobody talks. Who did, who did what? Like, who, who was talking? Who was oh, talking? Nice. And then, okay, you don't, you don't say who was doing it? Okay, let's go on. And we were like going on oh, and on oh, and on, until on for, we like, ran two each two other like two hours, up. man, like two hours completely. If
0: you do this, all, all of you together, at some point, one of them is gonna break up. Yes. He's the one who nobody did nobody it. Yeah, broke. but that was how nobody I ruled broke. together, that no matter what, everyone is on the same boat. We all go all of this, this the together. highlight
1: after two hours, Okay, you can go to sleep, but you're not allowed to go to the toilets to make a shower. Oh,
2: of course.
1: So you were like, glad, and then you go to sleep in bed with the mat.
0: Oh, man.
1: Yes. That was like, I I remember that. I will never forget that, actually. I never forget it because the guy who did it to us, he was not a permanent staff person, actually. Mm. it was a guy who was one year older than us.
2: Oh, it's always the young ones who are the most
1: assholes. And to be honest, um, I don't know what was his issue, but like, you know, some psycho issues, (laughs) he was doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah, they tried to show up to like, yeah, I'm the strong guy, I can't break you and so on. That was like, but I will tell you something about the army. I still have my best friends Mm. from the army. Mm. And they're my best friends forever.
2: Mm. you go through so much shit together
1: yes because we went through many things together and we have a very strong relationship and we speak every day every day every day imagine
0: this is one of the things that he said you know what's the worst part about the special forces and this is only happening in special forces not in the navy seals Uh not not anywhere else in the special forces is basically two years of training so what does that mean That the first year, when you do all of these activities and missions and everything and all the pain that you are going through, you think that, oh, I mean, the first year, you don't know every week something new is coming and you don't know what is coming. Yeah,
2: I remember that. It fucks with you. And
0: that's where most of the people quit, actually. You will be surprised. It was during the one year. Because when the one year of the army finishes, then you realize that all of the things that you've been through, yeah. you have to repeat them. Oh. But this time, you know what is coming. Oh. And when you know what is coming, you just don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. when it you
1: really? don't know, it's amazing. Yeah. Perfect, <laughs> let's do it. You don't know what is going to happen. But let me, let me change. Special forces. If I go back now, how I apply this to my business mm. with mm.
2: So.
1: Personally, I show up. I come to the office. So, Xenos, he works from home. Personally, I show up every day. And it's my motto. I show up every day. I need to be sooner than anybody in to the office. Nice. That's the number one thing. Grand Carton says that as well, actually. Show up. Love it. Then the other thing is like, be on time. Be strict, like, to the schedule and so on. I'm always like, yeah I'm on time I'm strict to the schedule Mm. let's do it or you have to do this today it needs to happen today Mm. yes it needs to be done today there's no tomorrow Mm. and all of these are things that we learned from the army it was like we got that mentality to be honest and execution Mm. because many people like they talk 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 I'm going to do this this. I'm going to make a plan Mm. and everything stays on the plan execution nothing Mm. that's the biggest problem that all these people you said before where do these guys give up you said yeah i will tell you where they give up they give up when they are bored to execute or they yeah. don't know what to execute or they execute wrong mm. it,
2: it's so it's so cool that you both of you guys come from the special forces background and what i've been through is probably nothing compared to that we do six months Compulsory, and like I said, we had eight weeks of base training at the Austrian Army. But I do remember a couple points too where I got close to my physical limits. And I remember this one time we had uh, packing drills, so you had to. They always let you pack a certain um, setup of your gear, and you had like sixty seconds, ninety seconds. So in the Austrian Army, you have uh, Kats one, two, three, and five. Katz means Kampfanzug, which is basically like your your combat gear. And you had to memorize it. So they said, okay, uh, okay, group five, uh, cuts three, 60 seconds, go. And you had to memorize what is included in cuts three. Okay, it's these boots, this jacket, these pants, knife, um, uh, rifle, helmet, blah, blah, blah. And you have to pack this and this into your backpack, right? And cuts one was the, the lowest one, cuts, cuts two, cuts three got more heavy. For some reason, there was no cuts four, but cuts five was I think like 30 kilos on your back plus a, a 25 kilo extra bag. And it's like basically all your gear, like your tent, your shovel, like, every, like your whole life as a soldier is in there. And, and I remember they we had like cots three, 60 seconds. We all run upstairs into the barracks, get dressed. you know, And what we really like, because you mentioned it too, is like you really you become a unit because some people are really fast at packing, some people are slower. And in the beginning, everybody that was fast at packing, they just finished up and then they waited. And then later on, because they always punished all of us together, they, the guys that were fast, they were like, I'm ready, who needs help? Here, gotcha. And they helped the other guy pack, right? And then I remember we, we all stand in line, and you guys know this, the number one rule is your rifle is either on you or it's locked up in the locker. There's no other thing, right? And you have to memorize the, the 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 number, the serial number. I still remember mine. Mine was Mike Bravo 327. That was 25 years ago, 15 years ago. I still remember mine. Um, and we're all standing downstairs, couch three. And, you know, like everything had to be perfect, right? Every button, every, you know. And and the drill sergeant comes over, checks everybody out. And then he comes to this one guy and he's like, you missing something? And he's like, No. All right, have a look at your comrades. Tell me if you're missing something. He looks at everyone. He's like, no, sir. And he had his rifle not on him. He like, was the only one who stood there without a rifle. And then the drill sergeant was, it better not be upstairs on your bed. Goes upstairs, rifle lies on the bed. Drill sergeant comes back down and he's like, all right, cuts five, 60 seconds. And we all know cuts five is the heaviest, right? It's like 30 kilos on the back, 25 kilos extra. So we all have 60 seconds, pack all our stuff. And we're like standing downstairs, like holding it. And he's like, okay, let's go for a run. And the drill sergeant had nothing, right? It was just him, no gear. And he just starts running and we're behind him with all this stuff. And he, and at first he starts jogging and then he starts sprinting. And we're like sprinting after him with the entire freaking gear and the boots and everything. And that was where I'm like, okay, I got like maybe five more seconds to like collapse. And exactly in that moment he stopped and says, okay, good job. Now it counts three, 60 seconds. <laughs> and then we just had to redress the other stuff again. Um, and this kind of stuff, just like you said, I remember it, it really messed with me the first two or three weeks because what they did in the Austrian army, they actually had a plan, a daily plan where you could always see what's going to be tomorrow, right? And it was like, blah, 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 exercises, this exercise. And knowing, just like you said, really messes with you because it's like, fuck, tomorrow is going to be the thing. I need to go sleep and all that sh- all that stuff. So it really messes with you. And... I had so much resistance at first, right? You're an 18 year old young guy. You don't experience that kind of pressure. There's no, hey, I wanna go home. There's no, hey mom, I'm sick. I don't wanna go to school today. It's like, you fucking show up and you do. And I felt so much resistance knowing like, okay, tomorrow is this and then that. Oh my God, and then Thursday, we have to run for 18 kilometers, fuck. It messes with you so hard. And then at some point, I kinda, it clicked for me because I'm like, you know what, Max? You gotta do it anyways, stop thinking about it, stop resisting it. When the guy says drop down and crawl through the mud, you just do it, don't think about it. When the guy says run, you run, just shut your brain off and execute. And that's exactly what you said is when I'm in my business now and I wake up in the morning, right? Sure, I could say, fuck it, I'm going to have a day off. But at the same time, I'm like, I got responsibility. I got staff. I got 25 people full-time working. I got, whatever, 300 active clients. I, I have the podcast with 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 Xenia and Sergio today. I got to fucking execute. I got to perform. I got to be on point. So shut the fuck up and go do. Doesn't matter how you feel. And that was literally a skill that I learned at 18 years old in the Austrian army. And that's why it's so fucking valuable, man. Anyways, let's hear your my worst memory worst in the cuz i remember you told me they like did like torture yeah. games or you know simulations man listen the story in simple words was um
0: ev- everyone goes through this by the way they do this maybe one time in the year that you have to take the ber- berkin berkin is basically the the back of the uh, backpack it's, a, oh, it it's around 25 kilos maybe 35 25 kilos 35 is too much man i don't think some people can do that 25 <laughs> kilos is, is already too much mm. then you have the gun mm. the unlucky people is people who have the machine guns because the machine gun is like it's yeah, like heavy how gun. heavy is it like 11 10, 10 kilos 10 kilo yeah but even three kilos is heavy yeah, you yeah, hold it for a long time exactly. believe me it's, yeah. it's still heavy and basically what we did we 60 kilometers non-stop with 60? all of, 60 yeah we started nine in the um, in the evening and we finished six in the morning like oh, non-stop no. to be honest with you when we started doing this at some point i was sleeping and walking i will not forget this and then at some point the, it was the sunrise and obviously when you start to see the sunrise because you started uh, doing this when it was dark yeah. we started to cry because we were like holy shit, are we walking for so many hours we went back to the base and then we realized that it's not over, you that now is starting. The moment done. that you think it's over, right. it was always the moment that, the, uh, that it started. And basically what they did, they, they put us in a, in a storage, they blindfolded us, and they pulled us in position of the victim, sorry, position of the hostage. Oh,
2: so blindfold yeah. behind your back.
0: Sorry, blindfolded, the hands they have to be tied, like this tie, and then you have to be on your knees. So I was, I was there in this storage room with, uh, with, with the other guys, and basically we wasn't allowed to sit on the knees.
2: After you walked 60 kilometers. Yes,
0: everything was after that. So basically we, I was sitting on my knees, and you were not allowed to touch the... Um, while, you're, while you are on your knees you're not allowed to basically relax you have yeah. to be always straight yeah. and every person who was relaxing there was someone with a stick like hitting you and th- there was so many tortures during that time like they used to take like the like this um, yeah. tree over here and they used to do this on, on you, behind the ear and you're not allowed to touch Imagine you want to to do this and he and, and you, you wasn't allowed or the worst one They used to take like the the water and they used to drop it on on your forehead like bam bam bam. listen this one you don't want to experience that it's the most annoying and you are not allowed to touch your face or anything so
2: how long did they let you that that's
0: the the big part of the of this story that we realized that after everything finished we asked the commanders hey for how long we were there they told us i got goosebumps six hours imagine i was six hours in this position
2: after walking 60 kilometers through yes the night.
0: yes and and then we thought that okay there's something more there is something more because obviously at some point that that's also the point that you start to become an animal mm-hmm. and you don't really feel anything that okay bring me whatever you want i can do this nice. and uh and thankfully it was over i mean it was over congratulations everyone finished it wow. we didn't even have one guy to give to give up to be honest with wow. you everyone has done it because obviously when you get during that month it's all the people that will stick around until the end yeah, yeah. and um i mean this was in the first year imagine not in the second year you have to do it again
2: so they did that again yeah.
0: personally i didn't do it i'm not gonna lie to you oh i you, I, did, I, you, I <laughs> you did it today. no thankfully in my case i had different responsibility i i was a, i was the driver actually and the the driver wasn't it was always the guy that used to take the guys to the location and put, yeah, take yeah, them yeah. back. But at yeah. the same time, since I've done the first year, they don't care. You just need to experience it once.
1: Yeah, once is for sure. Me, I was a driver as well, but the guy was like, I did something the day before and like, <laughs> he told me, you are going no. to do it. <laughs> so he is like so you thought you were out until yeah. the day before actually I was out and I was making fun of the oh. I was making fun of the new people that they were going to do. I was like yeah you're going to do this is going to happen oh, yeah, because the, yeah that's the problem you, the new people they have the old guys from the oh. second year like bullying them like yeah you're going to get this this and this and I was like I was telling them like oh yeah tomorrow this is going to happen and you're fucked up and so on and one of the surgeons hurt me oh. Huh, you're making fun? That's it. You're joining.
0: (laughs) Man, I graduated the army, when I was, I think, 19 years old, I finished, I I joined when I was 17, I finished at 19. Yeah, I was very young, because I was born in December. So basically, if I was born in January, then I will basically
2: be at 19, yeah. like, ish. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And imagine that I, I kept seeing dreams of the army until 26, 27 years old. I don't get them anymore. Now I'm 29. I stopped getting these bad dreams anymore. That Imagine that you sleep, you see a bad dream that you have to go to the army or you are in the army. Yeah, for the first five years, it was really bad. Honestly, I don't know for my brother, but for uh, me...
1: For me, I didn't get so much, to be honest. Yeah. No, I mean... Oh. No, I had bad
0: experience. Mm. That was also when I started my YouTube channel, by the way. Oh, right. You know, no, before this YouTube channel, I used to have another one. And um, I started it when I was in the second year in the army. And then the commanders of the army, they found out mm. that there was one person that was doing YouTube videos. Mm. And they started to bully me, man, in the in the army like crazy. Who are
2: you making these YouTube videos? Mr. Who are you? YouTube. Yeah. So they were mad because you said,
0: Bro, they made me delete my channel because I was receiving so much bullying from everyone. Everyone used to make fun of me. Yeah, like, um, I started the the, the YouTube channel, I still have it. All the videos, it's like archived. Yeah, Um, but the YouTube channel is there, but there is no videos because everything is unlisted. I took everything down.
2: How many subscribers did you have back then?
0: Not many, like maybe 900. Not yeah, bad, it was. No? Not bad. Yeah, I mean, it started honestly, but it, everyone was watching my videos because everyone was talking about it in the army. No, oh, there was because back then, two thousand, two thousand twelve, I think. No one understood YouTube or anything yeah. like that. You understand?
2: That's that's the crazy thing. Um. I started YouTube. I think also 2011, 12 ish, roughly same yeah, time. Yeah, that was
0: the golden era, man.
2: That was the gold, and and you but know, we
0: didn't understand it that it was in golden era, and yeah. we didn't know what is this.
2: It, you had 10,000 subscribers. It was like holy shit, you're huge, and also you could monetize it so much better. Like I remember, like I when I sold my first digital product, I think I had 120,000 followers, uh, su- subscribers on YouTube, and it easily made me a million with, a, on average, $600 price point. And nowadays I have, people. that was a natural, right? Exactly. That was, a that was the first
0: product ever. Used. Exactly.
2: I had a life, a paid life program, the hot seat first. And that was, that also broke a bunch of records. I remember, but nowadays you have people come to us with like 300,000 subscribers on YouTube, 500,000. And it means nothing. It's like, cause back then when people subscribed to you, they were diehard fans. And nowadays it's kind of more like oh yeah whatever i subscribe to that person so and also same with instagram i have i've had i think i was at twenty-two thousand fo- followers on instagram but when it I made was my first solid ability. followers i remember it that. was crazy like i had i had like eighteen thousand um uh views on on stories when they first came out Man. crazy stuff
0: you're talking back in the days that i used yeah. i wished i could understand better what yeah. you could do with these views
2: <laughs> hindsight's always twenty-twenty because um, I also I think I could I could have easily made double or triple the money with the knowledge I have right now.
0: Man, you know that sometimes I wish to go back in time with the knowledge that I have right now, what I will be able to do. Yes. But this is not possible. But I'm you afraid.
2: know what? You know what? It's good that you wish that. Because it means you got a lot smarter. You know what I mean? Like, imagine you would have said something else. Imagine you would have said like, "Oh, sometimes I wish I could go back in time because it was so much easier." What kind of bullshit ass loser mindset would that be? But you said, "Hey, I wish I could go back with all the knowledge I have now and crush even more." That means you fucking evolved. You're not complaining. You're not whining. You're literally like, you. It literally means you're you're fucking crushing it now, and that's kind of the goal, right? Um, it's it. If you don't watch your stuff, or if you don't look back three, four, five, six years ago and you don't feel cringe, it it means you haven't grown. It means you haven't pushed hard enough. I cringe so hard when I watch old videos of mine. Sure, I'm proud of it, don't get me wrong. I'm like, hell yeah, that was from good times. But also I'm like, yeah, that guy knew nothing. He knew he's the shit, he knew nothing. He doesn't know nothing. And I know three, four, five years from now, I will look at this podcast and I'm like, this fucking guy knows nothing. Look at this guy, little eight figure worth bullshit ass. That guy knows nothing. And that's kind of the goal. Um, I always felt bad when I looked at myself and I'm like, I'm cringe. But then someone told me, no, it means that you were growing. And that's beautiful, you know?
0: 100% agreement. It's the same with me. If I went, which, Imagine, we have that right now yeah, the YouTube videos <laughs> playing at the back. And yeah. we used to see our face and how we, we used to talk and how to behave. And it's completely different than crazy. right but, now.
2: But, you know, like, I'm just, the predominant emotion I feel when I watch my old stuff is just gratitude. It's, it always circles back to gratitude. I'm like, I'm so fucking grateful for that journey, for this journey, for today, for yesterday, for last week, for, um, I literally, find this is one, this sounds really weird, but when I go to bed, the last thing I do before I'm like, okay, now sleep, it's like, I lie in bed, I have my sleeping mask on, I got, I'm just in the position to sleep, and I'm like, thank you. Thank you for the food today. Oh, that chicken was great. Thank you for the epic workout. Thank you for this. And I find myself this is like, the routine of Max. <laughs> literally, literally, and I even say things like "Thank you for that really shit situation that happened." Thank you for that fight. Thank you for that negative emotion. I li- I literally do it every night. I've been doing it for twenty something years. It's, it's insane. It's literally the last thing I do, and I'm just like, "Thanks for this." Th- thanks for for my family. Thanks for my health. Thanks you also for write this down on a personal no, I journal, my head. or you just, just
0: You said it loud or is it in your head? head,
2: I'm literally going through the day and it's the positives but also the negatives.
1: So you go through the day and you say this was...
2: Yeah, I'm like, thank you that I was able to go swimming. Thank you that I got a message from my dad today. Thank you for that fight that I had today with my business partner. Thank you for the lesson. Thank you for that client that complained about something because it allows us to get better. Thanks for this. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. And then I'm like, all right and then i pass out
0: man the thing with you by the way and i always used to remember this from like from many years that i know you last 7 years you always used to be the very positive guy you know yeah. no, no matter what happens to you you are always positive mm. so what is the secret why don't you tell us hey listen how-?
2: <laughs> it, it's it's a muscle it it's it's a muscle that so you so you
0: you are telling me that you don't have any moments in your all day time. that you are negative all like- the time
2: i i got so many negative time all the time i mean ask him ask pretty much I have really negative time. But, but uh, here's the funny thing. How long they last though? Here's the, that's exactly the thing. They last shorter and shorter and shorter because it's a muscle. So back in the days, like uh, at this time, 2017, something mean, m- menially bad would happen. It would fuck with me for a month, right? Now, things that are literally hundred times a hap- hundred times worse happen, fuck with me for half a day. So you get to compress this the feeling bad more and more and more and then it instantly switches into gratitude. You know what? I'm happy that helped me. And um, I mean, I, it's so crazy. Every time some shit happens, uh, I'll give you an example, a very recent example. It was last, last month, last month for two weeks. One of our main closers got sick, terribly sick, had to go to the hospital. He's fine now. God bless. But This is one of our main closers. So that means, you know, this guy usually closes like 100-something K per month. So he's missing for two weeks, right? So you instantly cash flow down, everything down, sales numbers down, projections almost go like a third down, right? And we're like, we're right now, we're investing so much into just scaling that our profit margins are much thinner than usual. So that fucks with you. It really fucks with you. And then I'm like, and I'm looking at that and my first response, I'm naturally a very um, hysterical person. I got that from my mom or I got it from whatever. I'm not shifting the responsibility here, but I'm a a hysterical person. I'm like, okay, we got to fix this right. And then what I did is I'm like, okay, we need a new closer anyway. Let's go hire a new closer. Found a great closer, great guy. Hire him. First day he quits. So I'm like adding insult to injury. You know, Now it's even worse. So I'm like, Fuck. And then I'm thinking back to, I'm like, oh, hold on a second, Max. You've been through so much more shit for so much longer. Well, you know what? Fuck it, get back to the grind, all good. Have, two hours later, this all good even turned into, you know what, I'm so happy this happened because now I know we can't rely on this, can't rely on that. we got to hire more people, boom, 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 boom. I grinded my ass off two weeks later, closes, come back, comes out swinging. I think he closed, like, 40K in his first day or something like that. And I'm like, oh, welcome back. And he's like, uh, I just wanted to show you guys that you guys should miss me. <laughs> you know? I mean, he w- he really was sick, but he, like, overperformed right away in his first day. Um, so that is really, like, the secret is always, like, <laughs> staying yeah. calm.
0: Yeah, but do you like when you have someone that you have to rely on? I mean, maybe that was also a wake-up you, call for you. Yes, that, holy yeah. shit, why do I need to rely, like, sure. all the time for 100%,
2: this? 100%, 100%. But also again, see the positive thing about that. You can say like, wow, I have a team member that's crushing it so much. And when he's not there, you really notice it, right? Imagine you have a closer and he's not there and you're like, nothing changes. Why are you here? Who the f- who the hell did I hire? So again, there I switched it into gratitude and I'm like, holy cow, our, our A players are performing at such a high level that when that person is not there, things go down immediately. That's fucking amazing. You know what I should do? I should hire more guys like that. So number one, we make more money. And number two, if one of the guys is missing, it doesn't fuck with me. So again, here, all of a sudden, everything turned into gratitude. Gratitude that I got that lesson. Gratitude that I have someone that has such an impact on the company in the first place. Gratitude that this happened right now and not a month ago or a month later, where it could have potentially fucked us even more. So at the end of the day, it's all just fucking gratitude. Gratitude. And, and that creates now a reference point in my brain for the inevitable shitstorm that happens again. Because you guys know it. You told me this earlier. There's always ups and downs. So there's going to be the next down inevitably. So I have this anchor point. So the next thing that's going to happen two, three, four, one month from now, my mind is going to go overdrive again. Fuck, fuck, fuck. You're so, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm like, hold on a second. October, 2023. Remember? Yes. You got out of it, you made a ton of money, so. And then I'm like, well, I guess. And it always brings me back to this one sentence. It's like your track record of coming out alive is 100%. It's 100%. You wouldn't be here, right? So it can't be that bad. Like your track record, yours, yours, the listener, mine is literally 100%. Otherwise you wouldn't be here right now. Otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this. So that's a pretty fucking good track record, right? Imagine you invest in, in a stock that has a 100% success rate every single year. That would be the best stock in the world, right? Imagine you have a girlfriend that loves you and is loyal to you 100% of the time. Best girlfriend in the world. Imagine you have a brother that you can rely on 100% of the time, best brother in the world. So that's you, that's you right now. You're listening or you guys sitting here, your track record of surviving shit is 100%. Congratulations, you're perfect. And guess, guess what, the moment it's not 100% anymore and it literally kills you, at least you don't have to stress anymore. <laughs> so that's kind of like my mindset behind that, you know?
0: Man, these stories that you said actually with the employees that he left and all of this, my brother is experiencing almost every year there is a story with him employees. That no, we had
1: one two weeks ago. Like it was the first time like during the same week, two girls from, you know, we also have remote employees yeah when it's remote it's easier to fire people Mm. and so on
2: as weird as it sounds but yeah it
1: it is let's be honest but when is people physically into the office then it's more difficult Mm. yeah so one of the girls like they came to me you know i have some health issues i want to resign Mm. okay no problem and then we started interviews then then the next week where we were ready to have the new girl starting immediately yeah, the other one just came, our video editor, she said to mm. me, I want to I want to resign. Mm. So I was like, oh shit, no again this. And then at the same time Xenos wait at same
0: Ah it's also the me, Xenos Fitness, someone decided yeah. okay I'm leaving yeah, I'm the and fitness. then one in every team of team our team team company, team like someone team left team. in the same week.
1: Same week on single sweetness and the same week on cop member yeah. oh. somebody left. Mine was
0: so bad for us actually the last uh, three weeks. <laughs> uh, you cannot imagine. Oh, this person decides to leave. And we're talking, in my case, for example, the, the one of the, the, the coach that left, he used to work for me for two and a half years. You understand? When you lose an employee like this, that, listen, I don't even speak to him because he's so good. Yeah. Like, don't even need to have communication with them. That's how good they are. They just work on their own. They do the job. No complaints, nothing. And then two and a half years after oh, listen, this, uh, this happened and I have to quit. Then it's a really big problem.
2: When it rains, it pours, you know? It, it really is like that. Do you, do you guys do um, weekly one-on-ones with every staff members? Uh, well, which business?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you cannot do weekly. That's my opinion.
2: I mean, you guys must have, how many d- employees do you have over three m- three companies? Yeah.
1: Well, it's office. thirteen. We're about, we're close to eighteen. Like, if we, if you put everybody. Yes,
0: yes, but cob member, we're talking about very big team because obviously we're not the main shareholders there. One mm-hmm. well, the main main shareholders is the biggest marketer in in Germany, mm-hmm. and his employees is like. Wanna shout
2: him out? Oh yeah, sure. Oh. Raoul! <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Raoul Plikat. <laughs> you know what's funny? Um, as a, a quick quick side tangent. Um. I've I've uh, written with Raul a lot of times on Instagram, you know, stuff like that. I heard a lot about him and then the first time I met him in person was uh at the at the Baulik party. Also shout out to the Baulics. And it was so funny. Um he was like standing there at the entrance in a suit and I was there with my suit and I'm like, "Raul, it's so nice to meet you in person." He's like, "Yeah, you too, man." And we shook hands and and we just stared at each other. I'm like, you know. Anyways, see so like, like it, was, it was like the most awkward thing. We were just like All right, see you later, man. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of funny when you, like, I've never been as awkward with anyone uh, as with him, but uh, yeah, shout out, cool guy. So, um, what I noticed is people don't quit out of nowhere. They, we always call it, they, they implode and it builds up over time. And I've had this many times too, It's like someone's crushing it all the time and I'm like, they're crushing it. And then they're like, hey, I've been suffering in silence for six months, I quit, right? We call this imploding. It's um, the environment,
1: man. Hmm? It's the environment, which is important. could be
2: anything, could be anything. And then what we're doing now, especially since we fled Ukraine, where everything is um, online, right? Because you don't see someone coming to the office. You don't see their face. Hey, something's wrong, what's up? So we do weekly one-on-ones with everyone. And sure, we have, whatever, 20-something employees now, so we split it up. So uh, sales team, they get a weekly one-on-one with sales manager in one week. And then the next week, they have weekly one-on-ones with me. That's just 30 minutes. I had one on the way here with one of our new setters. And it's, here's the funny thing. It's, it's always 30-minute slots. And I always tell them, look... There's nothing we need to do on this call. Uh, If you want to do some extra training, we'll do some extra training. If you want to do drills, we'll do drills. If you want to talk about freaking StarCraft, we'll do it. And and it's really crazy because uh, when you work with a lot of young people, you really notice that they are in need of a mentor. And nobody has a freaking mentor. If you're lucky, your dad or your mom are really smart and really good and they're there for you even when you grow up. But most people don't have that, right? And um, uh, I feel like because I have a lot of younger staff, I think I'm actually the oldest in my company. No, no, no. We got a ton of people that are older than me nowadays actually. But... Oftentimes, you kind of take over a, a mentor role for a lot of your staff. And I have on these weekly one-on-ones, I sometimes have people that are like, "Hey, I have trouble with my girlfriend. Uh, I have trouble with my boyfriend. Hey, my parents, this, that." They they just go really deep. Interest. So you talk about personal and stuff, also. Yeah, and I really feel that there is a need for them to talk about something, for whatever reason. They maybe they don't have friends that are close enough for them or their friends are too close. So they want to talk about this. Right. So the fact that you were their boss and you don't know them as well, they can open themselves up more. But what I always feel is it's like, I have this thing that's on my shoulder and I'm happy that I can talk about this. Not always. Sometimes it's just talking about video games. It doesn't matter. But sometimes it's like, Hey, by the way, I have this huge issue. And every time that happens, I'm like, okay, so here's a setter. And he says he's been having this huge issue for the last two weeks and it's really bothering him. And I'm like, if I didn't have this one-on-one with this guy right now, and this issue just gets bigger and bigger, it blows up, this guy's gonna quit two months from now. So it's always like the shit building up and then you have a one-on-one with them and then you defuse it. And it never goes up to a high enough degree where they then rage quit. Or even if they have an issue with the company where they say, hey, by the way, um, so-and-so that I'm working with, I just don't get along with them well, right? And it's all these small things that you catch super early, so it never blows up and then they quit. I mean, they can still quit. They're still, I'm not saying this is like the perfect system or anything, but it's, it's really interesting and it really only takes 30 minutes per person per week. For me, so, you know, it's like a couple, it's like three hours or something per week for me. But these are three hours that are very, very well invested because you're giving these people something that they can't get anywhere else. So I always put it like that with employees. You're, you're in a market, right? It's almost like with dating, right? Like if you're a high quality man or high quality woman, you're in the market and you beat a lot of other quote unquote offers that are out there, right? So if you want to make sure that your wife or your girlfriend still finds you sexy five, six, seven, eight years later after you're married or whatever, well, make sure you're still the awesome guy or the most awesome option for her and vice versa. And it's exactly the same with employees because You're competing, especially the moment an employee gets really good because you train and they'll be really freaking awesome. They're going to look around. They're going to get other offers. I guarantee you. I know this because a lot of times people come to us from other offers and they say, hey, over there, I'm getting paid this. Over there, I don't have daily meetings. Over there, I don't have one-on-ones. Over there, the delivery sucks. Uh, You guys are much cooler. Like I want to work with you guys. So we know that And probably we've had a bunch of people leave us and go to competitors as well. Or they Um, steal your idea and uh, start their own business. Not even talking about that. Um, Happened literally multiple times um, where employees would steal stuff from us, try to sell it. God bless. None of them has ever succeeded because we make it look really easy. Um, But that happens too. So in my head, I'm like things like one-on-ones being reachable via WhatsApp, helping them out with personal stuff. Sometimes, if necessary, those are all valuable boxes that you can tick that other employ employers don't have. Because other employers are ninety percent freaking lazy. Other employers say, "Oh, I'm going to hire a closer. Here's the list. Go close." They don't do daily call reviews. We do daily freaking closer call reviews. We do daily trainings, daily drills, daily sales team meetings. We have EODs. We have structure. The the guy the the setter that I had a. one-on-one with today he's a new setter it was my first or second one-on-one with him and he says you know what i like about your company it's so freaking precise when you say we'll have a meeting you say we'll have a meeting in 27 minutes you don't say 30 minutes max you say 27 minutes i love that uh, i love the vision i love this i love that like we're so over communicating it's almost like a, like a mini fight club we have values that we repeat every time we go through vins, wins every single time And I didn't used to be like that, when that max over there was exactly the kind of shitty employer that almost everybody is. It's like, can you do the thing? Cool. You're hired. Don't bother me. Right? And then I'd be surprised when they quit, because I would never freaking talk to them. And uh, nowadays, sure, I'm busier, but I'm also making a ton more money. And what I'm doing is I invest so much in these freaking people that over time, they either break and they go away because they were just not as an a, as much of an A player as I hoped they would be, or they freaking step up and they become fucking beasts. And what happens then is, if you do it right, number one, they become beasts, which means their output extrapolates. It, it goes exponentially up. Number two, they're freaking grateful because you were the person who brought them there, who made them into a beast. And number three, because you actually give a damn about them, you have these one-on-ones, you do all these things, they're like... I could go anywhere, I could close for Grant Cardone, but I wanna be here, man, because this guy actually gives a shit. I have my family here, I got my my team here, my brother, sisterhood, and that's how you bind employees. I wouldn't, I don't wanna say for a lifetime because it never lasts forever, but for a very long time. And and that's kind of what I noticed. when you When you go from six figures a year, you guys know this probably as well, when you go from six figures a year, So in order to go from zero to six figures a year, it's all about your skill, right? Like how well can you get clients? How well can you coach? How well can you create content? When you go from six figures to seven figures, it's all about how well can you create systems that kind of replicate stuff? How well can you do that on scale? And here's the crazy thing. If you wanna go from seven figures to eight figures, it's none of that. And it's like 99% how well can you hire and manage people? And that's a skill set that most people don't have. Because if you're a, a dating coach, you get d- proportionally paid to, to how good you are at dating, right? Uh, if you're a programming coach, you get proportionally paid to how good you can do programming, how good you can teach that. But then all of a sudden, you're making seven figures as a programming coach. And now it's like, yo, forget all the programming. You now have to literally understand people. And that's a skill set for a lot of people that they've never had to, ma- never had to learn. Right. So all of a sudden you have to hire people. You have to understand how they work, what drives them, what motivates them, how do they think. It's literally like at some point you almost get to read people's minds. And the crazy thing is that it happened to me so many times in the last year where I'm like, I'm like, hey, so and so is gonna leave. Let's hire a replacement. We hired a replacement, replacement gets trained, starts working, the person that I predicted leaves, leaves. And she's like, I remember that. She was writing me like, hey, sorry, blah, blah, blah. Just like you said, like some personal stuff. I'm leaving. And I'm like, and she's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, don't worry. We already hired your replacement. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I I know. I knew that you were going to leave. I knew it like three months ago. And she's like, I just made the decision last week. How did you know? And I'm like, I just feel it. I feel in the way they speak. I feel in the way they write a WhatsApp message. I freaking feel it. And that's a skill set, nobody nobody talks about this, at least not, uh, not uh, I've seen it. Well, my brother understands this very well. <laughs> just like you said, because everybody just talks about the numbers. Oh, the, the freaking opt-ins, da-da-da. It's actually, sure, it's about numbers for sure, but at some point, it's about the freaking people. Because you cannot, you can You can only do so much yourself. At some point, you have to rely on others. You have to build others up. It's just a freaking people's game. People, people, people. I bet, I mean, you, you probably know this better, Like people like Grant Cardone, he probably has like 20, 30 crazy executive A players that are absolute beasts. The marketing guy, the ads guy, sales team one, sales team two, cold outreach. I bet every single one of the guys that are in executive positions are freaking A plus players. And that's why Grant Cardone is so big. Uh, That's my guess. Uh, And this episode is sponsored by a long-term sponsor, you. The listeners, thank you so much for being an absolute legend. I couldn't do this without you, and uh, I don't need any actual sponsors. Uh, the only thing I'm asking you is one single thing, and that is leave us a good review. Leave us a five-star rating, whether you listen to this on Spotify or Apple iTunes. Leave us that five-star rating. It helps us out massively, reach more people. And you know, like I said, we're doing this for free, and uh, I have so many more absolutely epic guests coming up. So if you can, just move your thumb up, drop that five-star rating. Thank you so much, and uh, let's get back to it.
1: I agree with you. 100%. Long like rant, it's I'm the, sorry. To, to, to be honest, like what you say, I totally agree with you. Like, we started alone, like everybody, mm-hmm. and now we see it more like that we need to rely on our people to do this. Personally, I mean, I don't know, how, how long is your longest employee with you?
2: Six years, pretty much? Five, five years? Five and a half. Five, it's literally you, right? Five, five and, and a, 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 a
1: half? A yeah. Half? Man, I have an employee. Our system admin, he works with us. I hired him the first year I started. Wow. He's, Vasil, It's with us. Eight years on Slack. There was eight years. Eight eight years. years. (laughs) The company is nine years old. The company is nine years old. He's eight years. Damn. Crazy. We uh, We have a people four years. We have six years. And now five, I think now. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's, but. It's what you say, you need to be also a good mentor. Mm. And the fact that this guy came on you and he started talking about his family, about his girlfriend. So it means that you're doing a good job, actually. Probably, yeah. You're doing a good job. Mm. I remember I had the same thing. I used to work for Cisco, actually, in Silicon Valley. And I had an amazing manager, an amazing, it was a woman, Cindy. Shout out to Cindy, she yeah. cr- crazy. like best manager I ever had. Like we had, we were a team of 120 people. Wow. She would make the time to talk to me, to mentor me. Wow. You need to do this, you need to do that, you need to grow on this role. And she was like believing on me. Like mm-hmm. the, sometimes like she believes more on me than I believe on myself, like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the most important thing is that I think is to show to them that you trust them and you really trust them so or for example, Alex, who he's doing business development for us. Like, I don't mind how much he's going to close a deal. Mm. I just trust him that he will close the deal. Mm. I know he will be all right. Wow. So it, when you show the trust, then I believe you get the result. Mm. But of course, you show the trust, but you monitor it. Mm. Because sometimes people like, okay, he's trusting me, I will do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And then they take advantage. So it's like a rope, and they pull the rope out, and they take all the rope, and there's no rope left on your side. Mm -hmm. That's my understanding. And as we go now, we became more, uh, let's say we do more checks before we hire somebody now. We do like... Yeah. uh, We take take longer to hire, but we hire better people because we do... We do like interviews. We we do tests. We do psychological tests, uh, character as well. And you we so basically we do any, anybody that like gets hired. What in our the thing, card, Yeah, character to see. Oh, character. It, yeah. right. Yes. Not personality test. Personality, personality behavior basically.
0: Sometimes you have really good employees, but their attitude is not really the best. You understand, and it's can kind of also destroy the vibe with yeah. the other employees here.
1: I mean, we had this. Especially when it's office, when it's in person, Person, you need to be super, super careful not to break down the vibe, not to break down the environment. We
0: had an employee like a year ago that she left and everyone from the from the other employees was complaining, hey, listen, this person is doing this and that. No, no, no. She she left and they were having a party. Actually. Yeah. Imagine that someone (laughs) lives and the people were celebrating.
1: (laughs) He was crazy, he was crazy, I mean. What did they do? What was so bad about him? Many small things like, I I'll tell you a story what I did with her actually. Um, right, I sorry. can go crazy basically sometimes. <laughs> so basically, uh, it's this army thing that comes into my mind all the time. So I was traveling in February to Greece and I was with my wife on the airport and I was on the phone, I was on Instagram. Mm. And I saw an ad about a customer of us Mm. Uh, we're doing like a uh, basically a, um, uh, how do you call it it's like a competition so like, like like giveaway we're doing a giveaway and the giveaway was out and there was a video a real video and it was writing okay the prize prize one was like I don't remember like a, a, mm-hmm. a bottle of wine and then whatever so on. and they wrote the word prize,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which means award, mm-hmm. instead of, they, they put a C. So it's like price. Oh, price
2: and price. And oh. I see
1: that.
0: It's the you, <laughs> it's <laughs> giveaway. You have to pay. <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> like 10,000 prize instead of price. I see that. And I was like, oh my God, who wrote this? Oh my God. Oh, no. And I called the office, loudspeaker. <laughs> Everybody was hearing me. Who wrote that? It was here. Don't want to mention names now. I said to her, listen, because it wasn't the first time she did a mistake. Mm. Like this. I said to her, listen, I'm coming back to Cyprus in three days. The moment I put my foot in the office, you need to show me A4 paper. One side, you're gonna write price with C. And the other one, you're gonna write price with Z. So you understand the difference. So I came back from the trip. Where is the paper? Oh! She thought I was. She thought I was like kidding. Yeah. No, I'm not joking. Where is the paper? The paper is not here. She didn't write it. I was like, what? Did you write it? Okay, go home. Ooh. Go home. Yeah, it wasn't
0: it was. Just that. I mean, the, the other employees they were complaining that they are. She's talking too much, in they are, Yeah. Talking too much in the office. Imagine that you have an employee, like editing a video and then someone is just trying to look at you at work and judge you at work. Like, and you, it's not even your
2: specialization. Like we we don't even do that. So you know what our rule is, is like even him and I, we work on the same table whenever we're in an Airbnb or in a villa or something, we don't talk. There's no, Hey man, what about, it's like, no, no, no. Write me on WhatsApp. I'm sitting across from him. Like you sit across from me. It's like, you don't speak. You know, there's this, you know, when you say, like, hey, you got a minute? You just fucking interrupted my entire thought process. No, I, well, I have a minute now because it's all gone, right? So we literally say, write me on WhatsApp. Even though I stand right here. It's sending a joke earlier and he's like with a straight face. Ah, ha, ha. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, don't even tell me the joke in person. What is this? I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> write it on WhatsApp. Um, that's how, like, you gotta be so protective of your time, man. Like, and like you said, like if there's an employee who brings others out of a focused state, that costs
1: you a lot of question money. One question for you: hmm? When is the most productive time of the day for you?
2: Any any time.
1: I, zero <laughs> fucks given. Any time. Yes. Really? I
2: don't care. I, I wake up and I grind, man. Whoa. I wake up and I grind. What? I wake up and I grind. Um, depends when I go to bed. Usually eight and a half hours after I go to bed. I wake up. I grind. So as I weigh my, I go to the bathroom. I weigh myself. I put in my macros from the day before. I measure my blood pressure, and then I grind. Then I grind for about an hour. Then I have breakfast. Then I grind for two hours. Then I hit the gym. Then I come back, shower, grind, eat, grind, sleep. What about
1: you? When is
2: your most productive time? That, that's what I do now. Sorry, because D- there's also times where I'm like a month I do nothing.
0: My schedule is different. I, I wake up in the morning. The first thing that I do, obviously, I'm gonna weigh myself. I need to uh, I'm going to check my stats of my sleep just to make sure that everything is good. Yeah, how do you um, measure it with this thing? Yeah, I have like a whoop band. And
2: but that's like Nikki bra not approved. Yeah, I
0: know. Cuz it has
2: like electro or something.
0: Um look, I understand that basically some people are against this stuff and um and it's totally acceptable. Mm. Personally, though, I like it because it's very useful to understand a little bit more how your HRV is over the time, how your resting heart rate is. Mm -hmm. I mean, this thing, man, uh, got me to do more cardio, which I wasn't doing before so and at the same time it prevented me a lot of times from injuries because sometimes mm-hmm. when you see that your recovery is really bad yeah. you you just don't want to take it much easier at the gym but if you have had the crazy mindset that you saw back in the days yeah. oh let's go crazy and i don't yeah. care about yeah. any stats and boom injury oh my back hurts how how accurate is this thing though i mean does Bro, it really listen hurt? i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you something it's 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 not 100% accurate, obviously, there is no device that is 100% accurate, Mm -hmm. but it's good indication to understand more the trends over time of your body. Mm -hmm. I mean, imagine that one of the most healthiest freaks on the planet, which is Brian Johnson. You know this guy, right?
2: Is that the guy that wants to remain 30 forever or some shit? Yeah,
0: this guy used to own Brain Tree, which I I used to use that, by the way, before. Um, before stripe imagine the first payment gateway i used to use it was braintree and paypal really okay. and uh i i i saw i sorry i heard that this guy basically used to be the owner of braintree he sold it for 800 million and that's
2: a juicy piece of cash. i'm
0: not exactly sure yeah imagine he got all cash all this money and then now what he's doing he's spending 2 million per month on his health To basically um, live longer And and trust me He's the guy that is gonna um, is making history right now And he's projected to live For 170 years Imagine the first human ever To live for so I don't know man I don't know But we will see We will see
2: Look He doesn't look healthy though
0: it doesn't, bro. Listen, it do, it doesn't look like, it's
2: like I some pale vegan.
0: I 100% nerd. agree with you that it, it it doesn't look healthy. But at the end of the day, it's what is his stats and his blood work and everything. I mean, if it's true what is published online about him, that is really impressive. That you have okay, 70 of them biomarkers, everything is optimized. That's really impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guarantee to you that even if I check 17 biomarkers you check 17 biomarkers, which we look healthy individuals, trust me, there is you're not going to get everything right. I've mm-hmm. I, I, I've done also some blood work for clients and I've never seen anyone like either pro athlete or or, uh, or in good shape looking good. I've never seen anyone having everything perfect mm-hmm. It's like almost impossible. So um, back to the topic. I mean, yes, I understand that um, maybe it's not healthy and obviously there is not really any proven study that it's unhealthy let's be realistic right now there is no study about this but obviously in 20 30 years we will know (laughs) and um uh, i mean it's useful for you to understand more about your sleep if you value your
2: sleep you're selling me this thing right now by the way i'm gonna buy that man you can try i kind of want to know my sleep to be honest
0: you can try and uh, it's very accurate to be honest with you Whoop Band, honestly. They, they're really cool, I'm partners with them actually. Ah, ah yeah. that's
2: why <laughs> No, I'm, I'm <laughs> n- n- not,
0: in, not in a way that I promote them to anyone. No, 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 no. If you go on my social media, you will not see, Xenios is not talking about this anywhere. It's, I, I really but, in, it. but with my clients, we literally have it. And my brother doesn't have it right oh, now sorry. on him, but uh, we send it and engraved with Xenios Fitness oh, on it yeah. and everything, it's very- Can
2: you get me one of those?
0: Yeah, I can send you one.
2: I'll, pay, I mean, I'll pay for it, but I'd love to have one just to test it.
0: Yeah, I can send you one. Okay. It, it, awesome, man. Kevin yeah, went. Kevin bought it because of me. Oh no, shit. Yeah. So basically, just to quick, make a quick recap about the these devices, okay? Um, these devices is good for you to check, let's say, your stats and sleep and understand more your body. But obviously, you need to understand that you don't, you don't need to get on the other extreme part that you get addicted so much to the data that basically sometimes it can bring you psychologically down. Oh my God, my recovery is not so good today. Yeah,
2: you you, you get you, you get too dependent on it.
0: Y- you need to use it in a smart way. This is also what I say to my clients. Okay, sometimes, look, if their recovery is really bad, I mean, you also need to do a, your self-examination. Hey, how do you feel? I mean, I will tell you a personal example. I mean, usually when my recovery is like 50, 55%, which obviously is not really good. Mm. I mean, it's yellow. You don't really notice this when you do normal workouts, but if you are going to do like a very high intense workout, Mm -hmm. and what is a high intense workout? Let's say I have to do five reps of deadlift Mm -hmm. and I need to go very heavy. I will notice this that uh, if I do 180 kilos deadlift five reps, I will not be able to do five reps. I will be able to do like three reps.
2: I do 110, I think.
0: Bro, listen, 180 is nothing. I used to do, my record was 230 kilos. I have this on video for one rep. And I'm not the biggest guy, by the way. I I used to be 68 kilos when I've done this. It was like a record in my gym. Uh, How much
2: body fat did you have at 68?
0: I don't know. Like, it was very low. It was after competition. I used to do fitness model competitions back then. Uh, Miami Pro I ended up uh, 6th place out of 47 people was my first time doing competition I did this by myself by the way no coaching from anyone like everything that I knew I put my knowledge down together and I just coached myself to go and do it Uh, like I could do better yes but uh, I realized that in fitness competitions is basically who then judges they like yeah. if they don't like you it doesn't matter if you are the you have the best physique out of um, everything um, but um, that I, again this is the Rick about about these devices you don't need to rely on them they have their place in my opinion and um, you need to use them in the smartest way possible should you try this i mean in my opinion yes i mean if you really care about your sleep and everything and doing the best decisions in the next day uh, try and and see your stats and and let's uh, later on see okay what improvements you made with these stats because right now let me explain you you Let's say you you think that you have the best sleep, but in reality, because you don't really know what is your REM sleep, what is your hours of sleep, what is your pattern of sleep, let's say if you're going to make one improvement in your sleep, how will you actually know that it really helps you the next month? You understand? That's why it's really important to track the data. It's the same with your business. I'm sure you are closers. They have a spreadsheet that they track every single call, and everything. But look, you don't do this with your sleep. You understand? You just <laughs> rely on on, yeah. You you just rely on how well, come you feel. No, I
2: don't do this? I do. Ev- I track everything. Else. How yeah. the do I track my sleep?
0: But as I said, man, it's um, is it accurate? No, but it can basically help you to understand more your body over time. As I told you, in my case, I, it saved me so many times from injuries. Mm. If you ask me right now, hey, Xingu, when was the last time you got injured? Mm. Bro, honestly, the last time, I don't even remember. <laughs> honestly, I'm training for how many years right now? Since 2008. Right now, it's 2023. And the last time I got injured, honestly, was maybe five, six years ago. Mm. Now, what I've done now, which is really interesting... I realized that the older you get, and I'm sure you realize it too because you are training for so many years, now I start to have some minor issues with knees, maybe some tendonitis sometimes. Um, uh, Recently, I had some lower back pinch. and, and, And basically, I realized, wait a minute, I'm doing everything perfect with my training. I was thinking that I'm doing everything perfect with my nutrition also. But in reality, when I went to doing blood work, I realized that I had issues with inflammation Ooh. and how fast my body is recovering.
2: Sauna, massage.
0: Bro, it's nothing of this stuff. Yeah. If I tell you what I did for me, I mean, for every person is different, obviously, because I, I check specific biomarkers, which is for the inflammations. Mm. And for example, in my case, I had two issues. I have issues with very high monocytes and also issues with very high creatine kinases, one of the biomarkers. And basically, what I did to fix this, I introduced to my diet turmeric, which is very high in curcumin. And basically, since I started to introduce around 1,000 milligrams a day, man, I, I no longer have issues with tendonitis, with inflammations, nothing. Because the issue, even though I was thinking that I'm doing everything perfect, was that I was missing something. With my with my diet which is basically more turmeric more curcumin which is basically helps with inflammations yeah. so this is a personal problem which I solved I mean I had another client he had shoulder issues I had another client with knee issues they when they do MRI scan and the MRI scan shows that you have nothing no injury nothing but in reality you go and a blood work and you realize
2: that so it's funny that you mentioned that because for me it' was exactly the same um, that I have no issues with the gym. I'm crushing it. And then I feel it now that I'm older when I have a month of no massage, um, of no mobility, uh, a month of just pushing and no active recovery. I don't feel it, I don't feel it, I don't feel it until boom, I wake up and something hurts really badly. Um, So the margin for error gets less when you're older. That's what I feel like.
0: Yes but there is always uh, ways to to reduce it because at the end of the day look we are still really young if you think mm. about it i am 29 you, yes. <laughs> how old are you like
2: 33
0: man you're still young I'm to be fully honest fully fully with fully
2: fully you fully Do, the crazy thing is i think we like our generation for us it will be relatively normal to, to go up to 100.
0: bro listen the new standard right now is 120 130 in my personal opinion
2: here's the crazy thing like you're 29 right now imagine that plus 100 years
0: you know i was talking to my cousin he's like 10 years old and and they they fed in his brain that the average human life is around 70 to 80 years old and and i explained to him listen you're much younger than me trust me they knew they knew end of the life of humans is around maybe 120, 130. But there is a but. If you eat healthy and if you exercise. If you, if, if you eat bullshit, if you don't exercise, if you don't take care of your health, if you're drinking alcohol, if you're smoking, don't expect to get anywhere close to that. Yeah. So the whole point is you, you don't need to do the most perfect training, you don't need to do the most perfect diet, but you need to be really careful what what you are doing and at the same time you need to do blood check every year because sometimes look you see a person like you perfectly healthy looking individual but I maybe I do a blood work to you and then I check that hey like, Max yo, listen in 10 years bro listen maybe you get a heart attack or
2: something yeah, yeah. it's it's so important what you just said that because people often say it, it's like oh well, I feel good I'm fine I feel, I feel great Right, but you, you should still do blood tests. I do blood tests one, uh, two to four times per year.
0: Yeah, but you know what's the issue? So, what do you check?
2: I don't know. I'm I literally exactly. have people who tell me what to check. So, <laughs> but here's, here's the thing what I want to 100% agree, 100% agree, and, and, and what you said is really really important, especially if you're an entrepreneur because it's not because j- people say, Well, I don't care. Well, you might not care, but the people that depend on you, right? If you have a team if you have clients even if you don't have that your freaking family your kids right like you want your kids to grow up with without a dad without a mom um just because you don't care like that's selfish right um and then if you think about it man like we could potentially live to 100 120 130 that's 100 extra years of formula 1 <laughs> <laughs> that's like <laughs> 100 seasons, 100 seasons of Formula One or whatever, like Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike 3 or 2, Counter-Strike 2 coming out now, imagine 100 years, Counter-Strike 70 and it's like real, it's like in your brain and you're running around and like the awesome stuff that is waiting for us, like we will look back at this and we're like, what kind of, Dog shit technology. You had to speak into a microphone. Like, you had to watch it on a freaking screen. What is what is this tiny fucking screen? What is this? A screen for ants? In, in 20 years, you're going to press a button and it's going to play in your brain. And you're just going to sit there like the apple vision you've seen that what the apple vision is that in your brain no the headset of apple that is coming next year that's sick this clunky stupid ass look how stupid these people look like headset what the hell they couldn't even have it in their brain but you know like you're just going to be plugged in in eternal bliss like hey you want to have you want to have the feeling of four hours of continuous orgasm just press this button (laughs) how cool like like oh the you want to do the avatar six yeah remember when you had to go to a cinema and look at the stupid screen and you sit on the chair yeah avatar six is you're in pandora you're like in the avatar movie you run around you swim underwater like that's what it's gonna be we're gonna look at this and like our kids are gonna be like like what you played video games like staring at a thing that must be so boring. Just like we look now at, at like Pong, you know, the first video game. We're like, how the fuck could you play this? This is stupid. Our cousin that We used to have TVs that are fat yeah. and he couldn't understand it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> what is this? Is this thing is behind TV? your TV. Why is there such a big
1: thing? Yeah. He couldn't believe it when I showed him. You, with our little cousin, he's 10 years now. Shout out. What's his name? Kiriakos. Kiriakos, like- shout out, man like these, these guys like sometimes I talk to him he's so much on YouTube <laughs> and they have like some there is some new social media just for like gaming. I was like what, what what's really, that? Really I was positive. like, what is it I, I, I don't remember the name I was like he blows my mind away sometimes like sometimes I feel old when yeah, I yeah, talk yeah, yeah. to him <laughs> Seriously. My,
0: you know what prediction though I made for this generation? For ours or no, five? for yeah. them this generation. All right, this is my personal prediction by the way, no offense to anyone but maybe in a few years from now, they will play this sp- specific clip. So I predict that 10 years old, like 11 years old, I truly predict that it's gonna be the dumbest generation ever <laughs> in history. And I will explain you why.
2: Let's go, that, that's a real Instagram clip right there.
0: No, let me that's explain you why. Clip right
2: there.
0: So the reason I believe this is gonna be the most dumbest generation ever is, we, if you notice now with AI, with ChatGPT, you you press a click of a button and everything is ready for you. But let me explain you. The smart person is also the the person who is understanding how this is generated. Now, if let's say this generation, like the 10, 9-year-old, because I heard literally that they are doing the essays in school with it, if you don't really understand the logic of how the essay was created, then basically you are earning nothing from this. So you don't really understand the logic of everything. If I use ChatGPT, it's not because I don't know how to do it. I know how to do everything that it does. It's just to make it faster. Mm -hmm. That's the whole thing. Or maybe to get an idea that maybe I can't think of. So why do I think it's going to be the most dumb generation? Because this generation, they don't understand literally the logic of how everything is created. And if you understand the logic, you will basically, you are always ahead of everyone. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, this, the people who understand the logic is also the people who create this stuff.
2: And they profit from it.
0: So. Ob- obviously. Yeah. So this is my personal prediction that these kids, um, this generation, they really need to understand the logic behind this stuff. It's also what I call sometimes reverse engineering. Mm-hmm. You, you, if let's say you, you see something that is working, you want to do reverse engineering to, un- to go basically back, and understand every single step backwards, yeah. so you you go to the beginning of how it started. I don't know how to explain this, but people can Google what is reverse engineer. I get what you mean. So they need to careful, in my opinion. They they need to careful because honestly. I truly believe that oh, yeah, everyone is talking about AI and all the benefits that it has. Look, it has benefits for me and you because for so many years, we've done everything on ourselves. We've done the email ourselves. We've done programming ourselves. Yeah. We've, we've done Facebook ads on ourselves. We've done websites on ourselves. We've done contracts on ourselves. Right now, you can do all of this stuff with AI. Mm-hmm. But in my case, I, I know how to do all this stuff with, without AI. Mm-hmm. This generation right now, they have everything ready, you understand? So they are dependent on this thing. So if one day OpenAI, open AI, HLGBT goes down, holy shit, what am I gonna do right now? You understand? <laughs> so this is my personal prediction. I know it sounds really bad, and I don't. I'm, it's not an offense to anyone. It's just an advice that you need to understand what is the logic behind everything. Don't get just get the outcomes. The smart person will think, okay, I got this outcome, but how did it actually gave me this outcome? Yeah. What are the steps that it took?
1: Yeah. Sergio, what do you share? Do you share this? My hundred percent agree. I'm yeah. going to tell you an example that happened today, actually. So we're now hiring a developer. So we, we do the process. Like the first step is I talk to them. I see if they can communicate properly, if they are familiar yeah. with the languages that we code. And then basically I have a test and the test, it's three tests, personality, Laravel test, which is a language and Vue.js, which is a language. So we send out tests. And today I was talking with our lead developer who works with us like five years now, and he said to me, but why do we send out the test? That test is dumb. He said to me, they can go on Chat and do it. I said to him, listen, we do the test. Number one, I wanna see who does it because it takes three hours to do the test. Mm-hmm. Okay? So the person who does the test, he really wants to work for us. Mm. Okay? Second, we do the test, but then we have another interview in the end, which is technical interview. Mm. So even if he goes to ChatGBT, then he will fail that he the third the, st- yeah, yeah. the third the third step basically. But I agree with senos. they have everything ready. They don't know the logic. They just play around. It's like you coming me in, Sergio, ah, get your, uh, I'll give you a Ferrari. Get your Ferrari, just a gift. Am I gonna enjoy it? No. Maybe not. Maybe not. There's no work behind it. Yeah. Yeah. But when you buy it yourself, it's like, if it feels different, you know. I'm curious, how is university right now? <laughs> <The people. laughs> oh, oh my god! god. Bunch of wokies. Uh, nobody's I'm working hard. Seven. I'm really. Interested. I don't know. Probably they, they just do. They they have a homework. Okay, homework, no problem. Go online, press the button, get that. Now, (laughs) in our generation,
0: you've been to university, right? You study... I um, study musicology first
2: and then Latin and English. Yes, I remember Uh, that. I didn't finish any of it. Uh, But if you remember
0: back in the days when we used to study we used to use Google a lot. Yeah. And basically the student who used to you used to know how to use Google obviously could also pass any exam they want, everything. But the thing is, if you use Google, you need to put effort. You need to know how to do research. You need yeah. to be put your brain to work. With okay. ChadGBT, you don't even need to do anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying. I, I, I get what both of you guys are saying. Um, and I, I, I agree. But counter-argument, just for the sake of arguing about it, like the generation before us said the same about us. Oh, the generation, this generation is going to be just the dumbest generation ever because they can just Google stuff. Bro, listen, but I this had to, I had to go to the library, but and who said that our
0: generation out. is smart.
2: Good point. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, I always consider myself relatively dumb and I just counteract that with really hard work, but I think. We've been saying that the generation after us is going to be even dumber forever. Yet, we're sending spaceships to Mars. Yet, we're creating artificial intelligence. Yeah, but, um, bro, listen. We're creating all these cool things.
0: Yeah, but you forgot something. The people that they do this stuff is just the one percent. Sure. What Haven't what, what, what happened? Yeah, it was always used to be it this way. I, I I agree with you. But in my opinion, it's becoming less and less now. It's just uh, very few people that they control the world. I mean, if you go and do a very well research, there is one company that knows all of these companies. Yeah, let's yeah, say.
2: true. I agree with you. I choose to be optimistic. Bro, listen, I always am.
0: Nowadays, you know what is the goal? How to make everything easy. How to put the most dopamine to always people.
2: Like Let them
0: play video games. That's, that's Let them press the button on their phone. Their know. food is here. Let's create the food in a way that they keep ordering and ordering yeah. from us. Let's make them fatter and without fatter. Without
2: that, without that, we wouldn't have penicillin. Without that, we wouldn't have that watch. Without that, we wouldn't have shoes. Because the the freaking caveman 2,000 years ago was like, hey, if I 200,000 years ago was like, hey, if I kill the bear and take his fur and put it on my body, it's easier for me because it's warm. But right.
0: let me tell you something, when everything is easy though in your life, how are you going to survive when the hard times is going to come?
2: We found a way, you and I found a way, even though things were really freaking yeah, easy.
0: Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm telling you that nowadays, that because everything is becoming easy and easier, actually it's much better for us exactly. because it creates much <laughs> less competition. <laughs> hey,
2: ben, <laughs> hey,
0: <that was> just... <laughs> there is no competition oh anymore. God. That's like, it.
2: Hell yeah. Like bring it on. Like it's, yeah, it, it was already kind of easy for us back then to stand out um for like our kids if we do a good job as parents it's gonna be even easier man
0: let me give you an example and i'm sure you will relate to this if let's say you were born in a rich family Mm -hmm. and you had everything ready statistically speaking the kids because they have everything ready and they don't really understand what is hard work, because obviously the parents, they give everything. Yeah. Obviously, the parents work really, really hard to give you everything, because yeah. that's what they think is the right thing to do. You end you end ending up with kids that basically, they are not really motivated yeah. to do big things. They, they are not really doing anything. But if, let's say, you you grew up in an environment where, let's say, your family wasn't the richest, or you are, um, uh, your parents, they used to grow you up in the most hard way possible, and basically, give you only the things that you need. Which, in my opinion, this is the right thing to do—to give only the things that you need. Um, you realize that at some point you you get motivated as the child, and you just push more, and want to achieve more. And basically, this is how motivation is created, and that's where you are right now today. I mean, if, if, if I'm hundred percent sure that if I ask where you are coming from, I'm pretty sure that you will tell me, "Hey, listen, with my family, we didn't have everything." I'm, I'm sure about this, right?
2: Exactly. But then also the question is like, do people become successful because of that or despite that? So that's always like, I get what you're saying and I agree, but also there's nuance because there is people that grow up in a shitty family. They have nothing. And I think we, we talked about this earlier. It's like, instead of stepping up, they turned bitter. They turned bitter, bitter. So they say, you know what? I'm poor and life sucks. Everything is unfair. Poor me. And now they become poor and then their kids become poor. Right. And you create this cynical attitude. That's really hard to get out of. So, and then on the other hand, there's rich parents, uh, where, you know, the father, uh, worked his ass off for 30 years to build a fortune 500 company gets a son and says, son, I'm gonna teach you everything there is about hard work about being a smart person, about being thankful, and I'm going to help you build the first business and get a ton of lessons in. And now the kid grows up and becomes educated, motivated. I think I'm um, sure certain things like growing up in a in a challenging environment can be a contributing factor, but could also be a detrimental factor. And um, I think the biggest deciding factor is good parenthood, because you can grow up poor and have parents that give you love, trust, and tell you, Hey, listen, I didn't make it because I had this in this situation, but you can, and I trust you as my son, as my daughter, and uh, we're going to work hard and uh, we might not have all the resources and opportunities, but we're going to counterbalance that with extra hard work. But at the same time, you can also grow up with parents that just don't give a shit. And they're emotionally unavailable. Um, They create an environment of of distrust, punishment of... I mean, it's so crazy. You know this because you guys work with a lot of people, a lot of B2C and B2B clients. Like, it's crazy sometimes when you hear from someone, oh, my parents always told me I'm never going to amount to something. And in my head, I come from a very loving household. And I was always told the opposite of of like, hey, if you want to do something, go do it. I I think you can do it. Just work hard. And it's it's I'm flabbergasted whenever there's parents who tell it to their own child, like, look at you, you dumb kid. Like, what, what you want to build a business? Pfft, look at you. You're not gonna make it. Like that coming from your own parents? Like, what has to be wrong in your head to say this to your son? What the fuck? Like, how the fuck are you allowed to even have a kid to say this to your like You don't even need to mean it. You know what I mean? Like you can be like, our son is kind of dumb, but great Timmy. You're going to be president. You know what I mean? Like at least fucking say it. You don't have to mean it Um, because it can, it can destroy you as a person. Like you can be 30 years old and because your dad told you when you're 10 that you're stupid, it will still fuck with you. Um, So, you know, kids are like a sponge. I don't have kids yet. But they're like a sponge. They soak up everything. So if you if a kid feels like you don't trust in him or her, they feel that. And funny enough, just to 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 chime in on that, just to rant a little more real quick. When I when I had the opportunity to work as an assistant for RSD, you know the story. We have talked about it many times. I I, I told my parents, listen, uh, I quit my university, but I have this opportunity to work for free in the United States, unpaid. I have to pay my own flight, my own food, my everything, but I can crash on the couch and I need $16,000 to afford that trip for six months. And they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> you, you were always a smart kid. You were good at university. How come you quit all of a sudden? Where is this all coming from? And my dad pulled me aside. I remember he went into my room and he said, Max, um, I don't think this is a good idea. I think this is a really dumb idea. You're you you probably haven't thought this through. But I also know, cuz I know you as my son, that everything you've done so far, you've pulled through. You wanted to learn guitar, you learned it. You wanted to start a band, you did it. You wanted to get all A's in your last year of high school, you fucking did it. So, here's the money. And I I flew <laughs> close so I borrowed money from my parents from my, my best friend, Andre, back then, my first client, my brother and my bank. I had $16,000 in debt. Two weeks later, I was on that flight to Miami, worked my fucking ass off, started getting paid, paid back all my debt, first paid my parents, then paid back to RSD, uh, went on a world tour, first world tour, second world tour, third world tour, made my fourth world tour, made my first million, moved to Helsinki, met my girlfriend, moved to Kiev, built a a business, had two offices, 20 something employees. I walk back from the gym randomly, listen to music. And I think about that moment where my dad said, I don't think it's a good idea, but I trust you as my son that you always do the right thing because you always pull through. And I start crying, waterfall crying tears because I realized, I didn't realize all these years what my dad actually did, but what he actually did was saying, I trust in your capabilities as a 20 year old kid, I trust in your capabilities more than i trust my own judgment as your father that's how much i trust you as my son and and i realized that that is the the greatest gift a father can give a son to say you're 20 years younger than me but i trust you and uh, and i'll never forget that about my dad it was the best thing ever And uh, he's he's now in Cyprus actually profiting. (laughs) He's profiting from from me crushing it, you know, and uh, and I think that is something. Whatever I do as a as a father, and I um, my mom always says as as a parent you can only fail with dignity. I know I'll fuck up a lot of things, but if I as long as I don't fuck up that, as long as I can pass that on from my dad, showing my my son or my daughter that I'll trust their judgment. I think then I'll win. I think that's the only thing I really want for my kids. I don't care if they want to become a broke artist or if they want to be a rich businessman or a freaking playboy entrepreneur, whatever it is. I I want them to know that I trust in their capabilities.
0: Nailed. it. Yeah. I was about to ask you, but you had answered already. How much impact your father had yeah. on your success? But you answered it already. He's it's-
2: and uh, it's funny because now he's here in uh, in Cyprus with us, and I'm just complaining all the time because he's so messy, and I'm like, Dad, what the fuck? <laughs> huh i should have well he's here with his girlfriend and they're just you know snorkeling or whatever and uh it's so funny when he's here he's such a goofy cool character i woke him up today in the morning i'm like Dad, let's go for a walk and he's like What? he's 60 now you know he's old you said he's profiting from you i mean he's profiting because he's now in cyprus right he's staying for free in a sick villa i'm like dad come visit us you know max is his cow (laughs) <laughs> exactly exactly i'm his cow <laughs> i should use that this is, that's like your jargon like whenever something makes a lot of money it's a cow yeah freaking love it <laughs> you know that i
0: had i had similar story actually yeah um, yeah let's hear it um i mean in my in my story when i was in london i used to study i finished my bachelor degree in in network engineering and then i got accepted to university college london I was about to study master's in internet engineering. Damn. Yeah.
2: That's right, you're an engineer as well. Both of you guys are engineers, yeah. right? Yeah, man. My brother used
0: to also work in Silicon Valley. That's <laughs> where all the, the best programmers on the planet, they literally work in Silicon Valley. Damn. It, it, you. I'm sure you've been there before because you've it's done work con- Yeah,
2: I was there. I did a seminar there Probably two or three times. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. San Fran is weird, man. We went running once in a park there. We're like We had an Airbnb and we just arrived there, me and my assistant Vinny. And we went for a run because it was, it was we just arrived from like freaking some other city. We're like, let's go for a run. So we went for a run. And then the next day we told Jeffy, my friend who lives in, L- in San Fran. I'm like, yeah, this is the area. Oh, yeah, we went to blah, blah, blah park for a run. And he's like, you went there at night? Like two days ago someone got shot with a shotgun in that park. Uh-huh. Anyway, sorry. Uh, let's I'll go. tell you
1: later a story. We right. <laughs> a yeah.
2: <laughs> let's hear yours. So
1: let's hear yours. So you yeah. started
0: engineering. Yeah, I started uh, my masters in in University College London. My first month, honestly, I hated it. I didn't like it at all. I, I I literally I realized I don't learn anything. Back then, I also had my online business. It wasn't used. It, it wasn't making like a lot of money, like five hundred pounds a month. That was, which was fitness w- or what was it? Fitness. fitness? Yeah. Nice. Two thousand. 16 was making around 500 pounds a month it was really good money as a student like you yeah. know yeah. 500 pounds extra that's amazing <laughs> On the internet, you yeah know? Online, doing nothing yeah. doing nothing not nothing i mean i used to make youtube videos and used to write workout programs so it's it's something right yeah. but anyway um i did the university for a month and then i realized that i wanted to. i don't want to do this anymore like i i just want to drop out and then i called my parents i told them hey guys listen I don't really like it here. I don't really see the value. I just want to quit. And then it was September, October, I dropped out. And then my father told me listen, um, I'm happy to help you to cover the rent until December. And then you have two options, he told me. <laughs> Option number one you either come back to Cyprus and help your brother with the business here, software CY, or the second option, you will stay in London, but I will never support you ever financially in your life. So you can choose wisely what you will do. <laughs> so um, our father, to be honest with you, it's a more hardcore approach. Mm-hmm. It's not like the, the typical, it's, a tip, it's, it's like an old school, high authority, you're nothing to me uh, type of guy which I really respect, to be honest, what he's doing, because to be honest, with you, it's his, for me, it's like a, a god. I'm going to be honest with you. It's like a, an idol about what he's doing and everything, because um, he's also the guy that, imagine that 2013, there was a financial crisis here in Cyprus. If you heard about this before? That anyone that had more than 100K in their bank account, they just uh, wipe wipe everything off after 100 K. So let's say if you had in your bank account, like a million, um, they would then govern, then government.
1: Go- well, yeah, like you stay with 100 K my friend. Yeah. You stay oh with my. nine 100 K wake what? up in the morning. Yeah. yeah Maybe it happened to all that
0: bro. Listen, it happened to my father. And as at this day, we don't know how much money he lost. You know why
1: it was more than a million. Actually.
0: Yeah. But le- let me explain you something. What I learned from my father, and this is what I really admire him, is that anything shit that happened to his life, he, he just doesn't transfer you his own problems. Mm. He, he keeps it for himself, he deals with, with himself, and he always finds a way out. Imagine that when this thing happened in 2013. I used to study in UK I used, with my sister. The expenses were really high. He used to pay us the rent, the university fees, Give us money every month to buy food, and imagine that I had no idea that this happened to to our father. Imagine he didn't say anything to anyone. I found about this like a few years ago. Actually, Damn. That um, I knew
1: about it, but this, yes. the, the, this well, happened. Yeah.
0: But to to me and my sister, the the younger, he didn't yeah, want yeah. to he tell us tell anything.
1: Like you, you guys I, don't I need remember to, know it was, to know anything about this. The worst story was like uh, when Xenius and my sister were studying in Portsmouth, I was working, actually. He was like, are, are you OK? Like I was I had I had a full time job in, mm. in Cisco. Are you OK? Like, uh, can you support yourself? Yes, I have no problem. OK, good. And he was like, who? Mm. Relief. Mm. OK, because it's like, OK, surgery is good. Yeah. And I need to take care of the two. And I remember my grandmother actually, she went and she said to my dad, I have this amount of money saved, take it and give it to the kids so they can study. And he was like, no, I'm not taking it. Damn. And he did it. He did it. Man, for I me. Mean. He did it. Not only he did it, wait a minute. Imagine you go whatever, like 1 million to back 200K, whatever.
0: Can you imagine this to happen to you? How will you feel the next
1: day? Rage mode. Man, you couldn't do anything. Trust me. I, I, I saw these things. You couldn't do Man, anything. People used to go with
0: their tractors outside the bank to, to put the yeah. bank down.
2: This happened here. Yeah, yeah. What banks was it? All of them? Yeah. Marfin Laiji. No, it was, no,
1: <laughs> it was Marfin Laiji and then it was also the Bank of Cyprus. They had something. I got Bank of Cyprus. Yeah. Oh, we, everybody has, but Wait, okay. Uh, can this happen again? No, I don't think so, man. Bro, I, it's no, very I difficult. I hope not. <laughs>
0: Bro, listen, the bank is securing 100,000 euros. Yeah. Anything after that, we are not responsible. For what's going to happen?
1: I didn't know that. Nobody told well, me you that when know I... Well, you know what my dad does, actually? He's a very clever businessman. Yeah. He's my he's amazing. So what he does. Yeah,
0: after he learned his After mind, like, this
1: so happened to, to him, say, yeah. let me tell you what happened to him. So he was so his old mindset was okay, I make money and save it on the bank. Then after this shit happened to him, he was like, okay, I make money. And then what he did? I think now he has like six, seven bank accounts. And more. Not, yeah, just yeah, yeah, Not just in yeah, Cyprus. Not just in Cyprus. Okay. Yeah. He puts 100K, which is the guaranteed amount. Yeah. Good. Because he's, af- he's still afraid. He's still afraid. He's still afraid. And then I remember one day the opportunity came up to him. Uh, it was like a friend called him up. He said to him, hey, you know what? There's a guy who is, has the debts and he's selling the building. Mm-hmm. And so it's another, but it's where my brother stays. Another cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically he's like, okay. And because in Cyprus, you know, we I had some connections and we were pushing the bank on the other side, that the price dropped and then he did his first investment, basically. And from that day, I must say that he doesn't save money in the bank. Smart. That's his mindset. Smart. Yeah, he, Star,
0: he, yeah, he's
1: like, okay, I've got money, okay? In in he's assets. like, okay, I, I've got money, I need to get assets. Yeah, not, beautiful. Fuck mm, that. Not just, what is the money going to do to me, basically? Yeah. And he doesn't travel, I'm going to be honest. He doesn't have an expensive lifestyle, like...
0: <sighs> you don't know, uh, to be honest with you, I mean, where he lives.
1: Yeah, yeah, he, he has a nice house, okay? He has a nice house. Oh. He has a nice house, but...
2: Here in Cyprus? Or where?
1: Yeah, yeah, in Limassol. Like, all of you in Limassol. But the, the thing is that he's. You will see him like here, you will not understand this guy is like that. What car is he driving?
0: Man, he used to drive a, a broke Suzuki. Yeah, oh, man.
1: no way. He ha- now, you, you know what car he has now? His smallest car is a. He has four cars. The one that he drives smart. every day is a smart car. Is this smart for four?
2: Yes. My mom it's, used. It's to. No, it's
1: smart for two. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the reason hey, is because <laughs> he likes to move around easily. He Man, doesn't care. You know what?
0: Actually, he also has very cool stories. When he used to, he he wanted to, to build a swimming pool in his house, yeah. and because he showed up in a really bad car the guy the guy obviously that he want the guy that he went to get a quotation for a swimming pool He thought, oh, he's gonna be like a small swimming
1: in his house
0: and he gave him like a very a prize that okay i feel sorry for you you yeah. understand and then the guy after they locked the deal when he went to see what he was building he's like what you came up with this car honestly that car was like if you see it, it. it I don't know how he could drive that car, like it, it looks slow, shit, like so so bad, I don't know how he used to do that. But it's also a very good lesson that he's trying to teach us that, hey, listen, don't wear expensive clothes, don't, don't drive expensive cars, especially if you're going to go somewhere. I mean, that's the old school mindset, I think right now things change to hard. be honest with yeah, you, hard. like if they see someone ah, he he's wearing a watch, a cool t-shirt he came with a very expensive car holy fuck like he's very serious especially
2: online marketing wise same for me like i don't wear my watches at home right because i don't when i work it it scratches the i but the moment i go video like again like my my business is built on shirtless max sitting on an airbnb table right but when i shoot a video put on the shirt huh
0: with underwear not
2: uh, oh yeah underwear, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there's no ac yeah yeah um but when i to make a video or i'm on a call shirt watch you know it's, it's a different generation for sure so what's your dad's name
0: angelo's Angelus Angelus shout out you should get him on the podcast now. I, 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 he has yeah. more stories
1: than us oh my god man He's the man for a podcast.
2: We should bring him in, you know, for people on podcast. The, the, <laughs> the thing is,
0: even if you invite him on the podcast, podcast, he he wouldn't like to talk. He wouldn't talk. brag about it, exactly, Bro, listen, because first of all, he, he doesn't like to show off. He doesn't like to, to say what he did. He doesn't like to do to do any of this stuff. It's the type of guy just say, "Watch me." Love it. Basically, Love destroys it. you completely psychologically. <laughs> to see who is the authority. <laughs> in, <laughs> in, in the, in the family listen oh. I'm the boss listen whatever you will do you will never pass me that's it yeah, yeah, yeah. I, love that. I mean this up. is the type of mindset this is different kind of that to be honest with you that we yeah, have yeah, yeah. I mean with in my case look when I left from university I told you, you you told me you have the two choices either you stay but I will never give you money ever in your life again
2: so what did you choose for the listeners
0: bro I stay in London Badass. 2nd of January 2017 I went
2: back there do you think that's what your dad wanted more? Do you think he had a preference and he hoped that you would do, you would pick uh, one?
0: I, I don't know. I he He's very unpredictable.
2: Uh.
1: I don't know, man, like he probably, like when in my story, like my part of the story was like, I used to, I worked like three, four years in, uh, one year in Singapore, Valley, three more in London. I came back to Cyprus. I worked like as an employee here for a forex company. Mm. 3 months classic. 3 months and then I had a fight and then I left fight <laughs> with the manager or yeah yeah no? with the manager and then I went to <laughs> I went to another <laughs> company which was like a data center a what center data center the fir- the first data cent- center data, data center c- oh data center sorry. yeah the first in Cyprus oh 3 months And i realized that okay shit i'm doing everything for them what am uh, i doing here uh, the classic, yeah. and then but i had my dad always you know what you need to do your own thing ah, all right. he was a big motivator mm, on that okay. very big
0: in my case he told me listen I'm gonna give you one advice never get a salary that's it anything <sighs> no, no, that you will no, no, do no. don't have a salary
1: so basically I, I then I started the software CY basically
2: mm. that was ago, what year
1: nine years ago oh. Damn. yeah 2015. 15 Before
0: but for me also, my brother is big motivation. Mm. You, know, you know how is my brother? He's the type of guy that he will try first to see how everything is. And then he will tell me exactly what not to do. <laughs> so th- This is the benefit of having an older, older brother. So even yeah. my brother, he told me, listen, don't get a job. Don't work for anyone. Mm. This is my yeah, advice. Absolutely. So in my case, look, I, I never had a job in my life. I'm going to be honest with you. I never went to an interview i don't know how it is to be interviewed <laughs> i know how to do interviews people but i don't know how to how to be interviewed yeah. so but at the same time look at the same time uh, my brother has a lot of experience which i don't have like he used to work for a company with in in just his department 120 people in my case i don't have this experience i don't know how it, it looks like yeah. um, he has more experience of hiring people uh, understanding employees in my case and I don't understand it you understand uh, obviously i need more years uh, for me to to make sense but for me my my brother was the type of guy that will try it. he he will step his foot first mm. to see how is everything and then he told, he will tell me okay everything is good just go
2: uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. All, all check, is good yeah. or tongo <laughs> that is beautiful man that is freaking amazing
0: this is the benefit of being younger brother yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my, my brother didn't do that my brother was like hey you just learned how to ride a bike um, you should ride down that hill and I'm like okay <laughs> and I cried and he's like now I know it's dangerous <laughs> that was my older brother um, you you moved to Silicon Valley and how did that happen wow well,
1: well, like some people they say that oh I went to university I dropped out oh I went to university I didn't like it, it was useless. To me, I was homeless. To be honest, my story is different. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. My story is that I, I owe a lot to my university. I'm gonna be honest. What,
2: what's the alma mater? What's the university's
1: name? U- university of Kent. Uh, Shout out. I believe.
2: University
1: of what, Kent? Kent in the UK. All right, Shout I out. believe that a university is good if it helps you to find a job.
2: Mm, Of course, yeah.
1: If you just go to university that it doesn't do that, then you made the wrong option. That's my opinion.
2: So you're, they actively helped you find a job or? Basically,
1: I was in Kent, University of Kent. Second year to third year, I had the opportunity to do a placement here, basically. So I got a job actually with, uh, uh, oh my God, with, the vaccines company with Pfizer. Oh, I had nice the job. Go. I had the job with Pfizer. I went to their R&D. I passed the interviews. I had the job with them. And then it was February and it was all over the news, BBC, everywhere that Pfizer was going to uh, fire three, 400 employees mm. all around the United Kingdom. And then the manager calls me and says, well, you know what, like, we had the fire. So I'm afraid I cannot offer you the, oh. the placement. OK. And then Cisco came, so everybody got their placement. I didn't get my placement. I was like, okay, shit, I didn't get my placement. I'm going to go to third year, finish, and then we we'll see what happens.
2: What is Cisco? Is that a software, a hardware? I don't, I don't know, I'm sorry. It's so one of
0: the biggest companies on the planet. Yeah, it's like, You've seen it everywhere. Maybe it's in your house they also. Do, they do,
1: they do yeah. routers, they do firewalls. That's they do thought, yes. so the hardware. Exactly. All right, all right, all right. So they, they came to Kent because one of the VPs, was a Kent graduate, mm. he said, I'm gonna to go to Kent University, and I'm going to pick only four people. Wow. When he came, everybody was applying. Mm. Everybody from my year, they wanted to go to that place, because it was in the US, in California, ah, you know what? Wow. And for, I didn't like my, where I studied, I didn't like it. It was like a small village, man, like village. You cannot understand. And I wanted to get out of it for one year. Mm. So I applied. Actually, I, was, I don't know, he selected me, me and three more guys. Mm. We went there. We didn't know each other, actually. We met at the airport. We went to USA. They
2: didn't interview you? Just yeah, based no, on the CV? No,
1: no, no. They interviewed, man. Of course. How, how was the interview? Was, so it was there. like one to one. And then it was other interview with the other manager and then with the VP. And then also we had a technical test and so on. It was crazy. And by the way, don't be surprised
0: that maybe one of the reasons
1: that they got you because they saw the special forces. Yes. Ah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The, yes. VP, the VP the who came and did said, okay, I'm gonna get the four people mm. when I did the interview with him, he was like, Are you from Cyprus? I said yes. Do you know where Cyprus? Because most people, they don't know, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I know where Cyprus. I used to stay in Famagusta, he said to me. I had the best years of my life there. Ah. (laughs) And we started talking about that on the interview, man. It was ridiculous. Actually, that was my interview with him. He was telling me about his life in Famagusta, which was like in 1955, 1960, (laughs) basically. It was crazy. And then I got the job there. We went there. You know, and going to the US was like a dream, like, Everybody wants to go there and going to Silicon Valley. Basically. Sorry to interrupt
2: you. Let's stay with that interview process. That's really interesting. The so first one was he just rambled about Farmagusta. What, what else? No, How did he they, he so was like... not
1: the first one, this guy. He, oh, was, okay. he was the highest rank.
2: So what, what was the first interview
1: like? The first interview was like basically trying to determine if you're motivated. Also, they, they wanted to see if this person comes to U.S., is he capable to stay away in a different time zone, in a different country because they were worried. That they didn't want to select somebody go there and break down, then come back half a year, like, you know.
2: So how how did they ask you? Did they ask you directly? Would you break down? Yeah,
1: like, and me, I told them, my example was like, I was two years in the Special Forces. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like game over. I had that benefit, basically. And I mean, they, they would see, of course, the grades on the university. They didn't want the top students, actually. I was middle. To be honest with you, I was Mm mid-section and they didn't want the top guys, they didn't want the low, they were looking for the mid. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm going to be honest with you, Uh, all my schoolmates, okay, from school, the ones that they got top grades, Mm -hmm. they didn't do something special until now. Mm -hmm. Usually they say that the special comes from the mid-range. That's what they said, okay, so they were looking for that. They would ask you anything that you had on your CV. It was looking good if you, I mean, like, if you had something good on it, like that was showing that you were hardworking. Mm. Personally, me, my, my dad, both of us, we were going on the warehouse and we were working for a warehouse here in Cyprus in, during summers. Mm. And so I think that counted as well, yeah. which was a good sign yeah. basically. Yeah, because you know, at that point, at that point, you don't really have too much to show off, you know? It's not, you have any projects to show off, it's just a university work.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that was the interview process, like, that, that was the first step. Then there was another interview, which basically was more about uh, what you want to learn from the placement, what you want to accomplish, uh, which department will be best for you, and so on. And then it was the third interview, which was the VP, Tony, it's his name. Shout out. Uh, yeah. Tony changed my life, actually. He, he took me to US. We went there. We, man, it was like 20 buildings, man. <laughs> 20 buildings. I'm serious. 20, 20 buildings, like the one we have here, yeah. full of employees. I, when I went there, I was like, oh my God, where am I? It, it was like the other amazing thing there, which I will never forget. and I, It's one of the reasons I like to go there is that you go out on cafes, on Starbucks for example, you hear people talking about businesses, man. It's crazy. That area there Mm. is the area of online businesses, not consulting businesses, but tech business. Tech, Tech, it's all about tech there, not consulting, Mm. like we do, okay? But to me, what they do there, the mindset, you are on the right environment to do a tech company there. Or if you passed from there, it's good. You have a lot of a good experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the shotgun story, which I owe you. All right,
2: yeah, let's In
1: US. So basically, we went there. We had, a, the first month we stayed in a hotel. Everything paid. Perfection, then we had to find a house. We found a house. And the first week I was there, I, we had like neighbors which we never saw actually. So it was like a field. And then there was a house in the field. Okay. And I was alone with Phil actually, my roommate. I was with Phil on the house and I could hear two people talking on the other side on the fence. It was a wooden fence. All right. So I, I was crazy back then, like uh, feet from the army or well, yep. nobody could get on my way. So I, I hit up the fence. I was like, what are you doing here? Why are here? And it was two of them. It was a guy and a woman, about 70, 80 years old. I thought they were gypsy people, homeless people.
2: 70, 80, like yeah, yeah, yeah. old people.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was old people. I thought they, but I, they were looking homeless, to be honest with you. I was like, what are they doing here? So the woman continues sitting on the chair. And me, I was behind here yeah. on the fence. Yeah. And the guy stands up and says to me, who are you? I said to him, I'm staying here, I'm renting the house. Who are you? We own this land. I said to him, you own this land and you're sitting here, what are you talking about man? Where's your house? It's down there, he says to me. I don't believe you, get out of the way, I'm gonna call the police, I said to him. No, I'm not calling them. I'm gonna call the police, he says to me. <laughs> I said to him, no, you, I'm gonna call the police or if you don't want, I'm just gonna jump down here and I'm gonna make you run away. <laughs> yeah, I said to him, I'm just going to run, I'm just going to jump down there and I'm going to make you run away. And Phil, he said to me, Ma, calm down, calm down. And then he, brought, he took me down and then we went to the other neighbor on the other side of the house. I said to him, Ma, where are these people? What's going on? And the guy that I was having the fight, he came there. He said to me, who are you? And then the other neighbor said, no, they are real neighbors here. Okay, guys, come on. And he says to me, if you were jumping down that fence, my wife was ready to shoot you. She had a gun with her. (laughs) And these guys, they were CIA guys. What? Yes, and they were CIA secret services and they served in Cyprus as well, they told me. When they heard I was Cypriot, they were like, oh, and so on. But it was crazy, man. If I was jumping down, he was going to shoot me. You know, in California, when somebody gets into your property, you are allowed to to shoot him. him. It's crazy.
2: (laughs) Were they really 80 years old? Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. How come
2: they're still, what did you say, CIA? They
1: were back then, like when when, they are... Oh, they're retired. Yes, they were retired. What? Damn. Yes, man.
2: Okay, damn. And they own the land?
1: They own the land so they're there. They're just balling from the sea. Yeah, I don't money? know, man. Probably, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well in the US, you know there are a lot of
1: sims. 401k. Yeah, back to topic about the US. I was there for a year, it was the best year of my life. Mm. Um, then. My brother said many times to live there, by the way. Oh, I wanted mm. to stay there, man. Mm. Oh, I wanted to stay there. Mm.
2: Still, even now? No, no. Yeah, not anymore. Huh? Not anymore. It's
1: changed. Like what, married. I have a nice life here, I mean, so. Dude, Cyprus is so
2: nice. Every time I come here,
1: I like it even more. Every single time.
2: Bro,
0: there is a reason that all of these expats—they're just.
1: And you're staying on. And you're staying. And you're staying on the wrong city when you yeah, come yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Countryside, nowhere. Just... But
0: look, Paphos, is, in my opinion, is also is is the next big thing. It's
2: blowing up. You know why? My. My, and it's my, amazing
0: city. Let's not. Uh, it's amazing
2: city, Paphos. I love it. My my uh, friend who uh, he, he owns a lot of real estate all around the world. He told me that in I think next year the some huge private university from Lebanon is gonna build one of their institutes in Paphos, and they're expecting five thousand to what, ten thousand students to move students to move to Paphos. So what he did is he instantly bought a building there uh, and now they're building uh, apartments for these students there smart guy right he hears that buys a building renovates it flips it and now he's gonna build it for students there and he says this city's gonna blow the fuck up because of all the students I mean imagine five to ten thousand students there the jobs the infrastructure the money that is going to come. And it's a private uh, American University of Lebanon or something like that. So it's not just some uh, small, shitty university. It's like actually like a, a private, relatively expensive university. So I think, because every time I go to Cyprus, there's like 20 new houses, huge villas. Every time I go to the same area, there's new hotel. They're building like crazy. And every time I go to the gym, Tower Fitness, shout out, there's... Every time I get recognized, every time some guy, yeah, you yeah, have my online business, yeah, we're making three and a half million. It's every, every freaking guy that you meet at dinner, in the butcher, at the gym, is some sort of expat online business making money. And it's a much nicer version of Dubai. It has, of course, not as much money in there, but people move here, it's less weird. I think, I, I find Dubai extremely weird. It's, it's beautiful. Wait. But it, it's superficial, it's fake. It's like 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 it's like Las Vegas. You go there and you're like, I know this is not supposed to be, and it's just there because it looks pretty and all that. Cyprus is a little bit more real, but it also has more and more entrepreneurs that come here, like you guys, like Nicky Bra, like myself. Like I have so many clients now that live in Cyprus. Bro, it's so weird.
0: I didn't come here, I was born
2: here. You were know, born, that's right. So. But <laughs> it's great, like it gets bigger every time Limassol is blowing up. Paphos is about to blow up. Um, Larnaca, I'm not a big fan of it, but Limassol is amazing. And every time I come, here, I'm like, next time I got to stay. The, be- like the best
0: one. cities in Cyprus is uh, Limassol yeah. and Paphos. Yes. In my opinion, this is the two best cities uh, ever, honestly. But Limassol, especially, the area, you will meet a lot of amazing people, especially here. Man, imagine every time I go to the gym and I park my car. I will show you a video on my phone. All right. you, know what, you know what cars they park there? The gym, there is no car less than hundred thousand euros like at the gym you
2: still you still got yours that uh mercedes of course,
0: of course man this is my, like a baby that to sounds, me sounds man that's yeah sound.
2: what do you what do you drive bro Jill c43 oh that's, that <laughs> <is> <laughs> that's so with you. but i heard that they're really crazy with the driving too fast here like they're the, the cops are really crazy like you gotta be really careful
0: man, wow. listen we are locals I mean,
2: you know that when, when Nicky Bra came to Paphos uh, in his Ferrari to do a podcast with me, he was like, what, 20 minutes late because the, the cops pulled him over? <laughs>
1: <laughs> do, due to the noise or did to speak? No, because
2: you know, he doesn't have a front license plate. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did He to get one. He needs to get one. Listen,
0: I told him they didn't stop him because of the front license plate. They just wanted to see the car.
2: <laughs> exactly. You know what's so funny? Like um, I've had a similar situation with, with Andre, my poker friend. And uh, I mean, He was like 21 and he bought a brand new Audi for I think 70 or 80K, you know, like the highest tier with black matte, new from the, you know, right from the factory and all that with all kinds of extra stuff. That was 2010, 2009, 2010. It was one of the first cars, it had voice activation, which back then was like, nobody had that, right? He pressed a button and he's like navigation and then the car would do it. And, um, And he picks me up. From my student apartment, right because we were about to go out and talk to girls and uh he's at my place we chat we get ready we go back to his car four cops um writing him a, a ticket right because he was parking somewhere and we, we go there and andre is like a he was 20 years old small guy like me hey uh, the cops are like, oh it, this 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 is this a, is this you and he's like yeah yeah and he was just not phased right they were giving him like a hundred dollar ticket whatever and but he's a young guy, so the cops were assuming they're pissing him off, right? And he's like, oh yeah, sorry, my bad, you know, whatever, I'll pay. And they're like, so it's your dad's car, right? And he's like, oh no, it's my own car, like what? Because they assumed he's a 20 year old guy, right? Like must be his dad's car. And he's like, it's a nice car, is it new? He's like, yeah. And then he's like, what do you do for a living? And and he was a pro pro poker player. So he's just like looking straight at the cop's face and he's like, with all due respect, sir, I don't need to tell you that information. (laughs) We got in and we drove off. (laughs) It was so fucking funny. Um, Legendary, legendary. So what is, what's next for you guys?
0: Bro, listen, um, in our case, look, we built the software Coop member back in 2000. It wasn't Cop member back then.
1: It was. Man, well, it's four years now. Yeah, I remember you
0: telling me about Man, it. Man, let me tell you something. I will tell you the story, really quick story. It was 2018, okay? 2018 was the time that me and my brother we realized that something is going on in the online marketing industry, especially with the courses and everything. It was the time that it was started to to gonna go crazy.
2: When everybody digs for gold, yeah. sell them shovels
0: and. I told to my brother, man, listen, we need to build this software. This is, this is something that is going to be really, really big. Trust me. But in, 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 in this case that I personally wanted this software for my fitness business, and my brother told me, listen, if you want me to build this for you, you need to pay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I, I said to him. If you want to build this, because, uh, obviously find time. somebody who will pay it because yeah. it's a big thing. Ah. All right. So Basically what I
0: did, I went and found someone which I, I told him the idea. Obviously his, his mind got mind blown. Can you do this for us? Like, yeah, I can do this for you. And basically we have, but you have to pay this amount of money and we will do it for you. So basically, I told to my brother, hey, listen, I found this guy, very big German online marketer. I don't want to say names, by the
1: way. Why not, man? Just say it. He's the first ever customer, man. First ever customer. First ever customer of yeah. Member. It's Fahim Kenanoglu, my friend. He's Fahim Kenanoglu. Who? who? I never heard of that guy.
0: It's, uh, Chi Healing. This is his business. Wow. Chi, Chi Healing. healing
1: do basically. That's his business. <laughs>
0: He's one of the biggest um, German online marketers, and maybe the biggest in the B2C. Mm.
2: Um, is he still? Yeah, of yes. course. So man. he was in 2018, and he still is? Yes. Five years' domination? Yeah, respect.
0: he's doing really well. He,
1: yeah, He's top of the game. So how, you knew him before? So, or
0: you just cold DM'd him? He was a friend of mine. Here, because here in Cyprus, there is and German community. So basically, there was this one guy, he was always DMing me on Instagram. And I, I, I'm really sorry to say this, but I, was, I never replied to these DMs. And, he, and then DM that caught me, my attention, he told me, hey, listen, I'm very good friends with Max. Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> he used your name, and we shall meet. And I was like, really? Okay, let's meet. <laughs> and then basically, I, w- I went to meet this guy, and then he told me, I, was, I don't know Max, but I just <laughs> used
1: it. Yeah yeah we yeah. went together in Pervoya. he was staying in Pervoja. we went Sven shout out yeah. to Sven Sven is, Sven that does not
0: know me yes. I don't know if you know him Zven, Sven I will show him if his, his Facebook or Instagram like Sven
1: Sven basically told us about Fahim back then we were we, we, back then we used to, we, we used to be also in some events
2: I know, so Fahim knew Sam Ovens No, no we, we
1: were one of the first. Yes, we were, we were clients of Sam Ovens. Oh, you
2: were clients
1: or or owner or what?
2: Because you said part of. Clients. Okay, got got it, got Clients it.
1: of Sam Ovens, basically. And then and Sven said to us, you need to meet with Fahim. He stays in Lima. So he's also a client of Sam Owens. Mm, you guys, yeah. you will exchange lots of daily information together. So you guys should go and meet him. That's... Where are was talking about the platform?
0: Yeah, I told him the idea, yeah, listen, this is the idea. I, I need it for me. Uh, uh, he went as well, so he paid, no, 6,000 euros. I told to my brother, listen, I found you the guy. Here is 6,000 euros. Did he
2: pay you that evening or later, or how did it go?
0: I don't know, my brother started uh, with him. Invoice he him
2: and he paid like, yeah. was
0: like. Invoice paid for him, no problem. Thank you, bro, honestly. So he was the first ever customer. He's still I mean, customer. no, I was the first ever, but I didn't yeah,
2: pay. pay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah. you owe him six k, bro. <laughs> yeah, still, he still he wants this money.
0: As of today, <laughs> he doesn't care.
1: Then this software,
0: bro. We we smelled it that it would it would blow up. Damn. You know what I'm I was doing every
1: morning. I'm gonna be honest with you every morning. I was coming. Basically, my most productive time of the day is the morning that nobody's here, actually. So I was coming here every day in the morning. I was
0: thinking that you can say something different. man.
1: <laughs> nah, <laughs> it's before that. <laughs> so I, I used to come every day in the morning and I used to DM maybe 100 people per day from that group. I nailed that group. And we got big names, man. Like one of the biggest names, Bastian Slot, mm,
2: shout out. He's my ma- his
1: friend, his machine, Richard, yeah. Richard Jeez. U, Richard Richard, 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 Richard
0: U, yeah. shout out. Like, bro, if you are in if uh, you are in the online
1: these space, guys. you know these people, all of these like yeah. clients of us. Damn, crazy. And I was like, shit, we're closing. These guys were like.
0: Raul, you know that at some point Grand Carton came to us for this. Neil Patel, you know Neil Patel, they also came to us for this. Yeah, every one of these big guys.
1: And funny story. How did Raul find us?
2: Raul, how did he? I don't
1: know. Oh my God! So I was on that party with Ben. Okay, at yeah. his house in Pervoja, So he was doing like every month, he was doing a party. Yeah, all German community. All German. Only Cypriots, me and my brother, we just used to go. So all the Germans there, me Xenio's there, and I met many, I met many, Probably I mean, shout out to, for example, to, I, we, I, we met with Ben from Naga, one of the most famous in German, like Naga is one of the biggest forex the companies. Market. Naga markets. I mean, anyway, I mean, so. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Evaluation, I think,
1: maybe 1 billion. Somebody was talking to me about Raul. Ah, oh, this is the top marketer, blah, 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 and so on. Yeah. Sven grabs my phone. Oh, no. Let me show you. We went to Facebook, we found him, searched him, add him. Boom. I added him, he accepted me. I didn't know, I didn't know who, it was, who was this
0: guy. Everyone was talking about Raoul, like there is no single German person that didn't know about this guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then we did the software, and then after about two years after having the software running here, then one day he messaged me, because I was, put, I was doing almost every day on my personal Facebook profile, I was posting about the software. Now I don't post anymore, but. I was doing it every day to get customers, every day, every day. I was having people making value posts, making uh, uh, stories and everything. So every day doing that. And then one day I get a message from Raúl.
0: But a very funny
1: story, by the way. you I want can to see a demo.
2: There. Yeah.
1: He says, and okay, I was, let's, let's jump on a demo. And I remember I took the demo from my veranda upstairs and I, like, it was like, the demo was like 11 o'clock at night. I said to Xenios, bro, we have a demo with Raúl Plikard.
0: Yeah, we cu- I couldn't believe it. When I was, saw the name, I was
1: like, holy fuck. Like, what? No way. And we did the demo to Raúl. He didn't buy.
2: Yeah. Oh.
1: He did not buy.
2: Why didn't he? What was his reason?
1: Uh, we don't know. We don't know. He didn't say He's just like,
2: I'm not in? Or what did he no. say? No, no, no.
1: He just left the call and lost. Okay. So he
2: said, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that's it
1: you know okay When okay. was that 2000 2017 maybe no 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 maybe. no 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 no, so no, 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 no. 19 19
0: 19 oh yeah sorry sorry yeah because 2018 we started one year after yes, this yeah
1: i think it was 19 right. and then after right. almost yeah. a year almost a year after i get another message mm-hmm. from raul the second message was like hey are you open to sell your software wow i
0: thought that he was bullshitting by the way (laughs) i i talked to my brothers and this guy i don't i don't know and then we
1: started uh, talking with cop card and so on yeah but you know
0: what what? when that thing happened and and my brother told me listen, he message me this and everything and this is what's gonna happen that we're gonna sell the software can you imagine that in my head i already visualized that we were in dubai airport and we're going there to meet them honestly I, st- I still say this story and a few months after this is what happened yes. we were in dubai we we're going there to meet these guys to make the the deal and um and make this partnership i think it maybe it was one of the most amazing moments in our yeah, career doing yeah. business and also that's something that opened our eyes like holy shit! that maybe the the future is softwares like mm-hmm. You build this and then you sell it for whatever. Listen, the most important,
1: the most important thing for anyone, like, what was the? Why did we came and we did this software? Because I don't know. We, we, like, Seniors was had the idea. Like, we saw all these people, online marketing, like, online courses, 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 and we were, we did it because it was easy for us to sell it to them. We had the, we were in the bubble, basically.
0: But it's not just this, man. I Before, I used to have Kajabi. I used to have Thinkific. I used to have Teachable. And I was always finding issues with them. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, there was always something that I didn't like. And then I told to my brother, hey, listen, I'm, we can do this better than them. And I need this and this and that feature. And if you do this and this too, and that to me, I believe that I'm going to have a more successful online fitness business Mm. and since we've done this for me it was literally a game changer to my business because okay we we we've built the software exactly how i want it so basically my customer was going exactly through the journey that i wanted them to go but with the other softwares they couldn't do it i couldn't do it with kajabi i couldn't do it with inkivik i couldn't do it with teachable Back in the days, now there is also other softwares um, which I still believe that we can do this better than them. That. So that's now we're in branded to Cope Member, and Cope Member is basically a software that is for coaches to host their course and give an amazing experience to their students and at the same time, very customizable experience. Because, look, your students, when they get on code member. Well, first of all, they will not know that you're on code member because mm-hmm. it's everything under your branding. Mm-hmm. It's everything under freedombusinessmentoring.com. Nobody Sick. knows, and it looks like that. Basically, you you build it with developers, and you look more professional. Sick. So it's everything under you. Everything is customizable under your domain. Everything under you, and at the same time, there is no limitations on what you can do with the software. Right now, you can build community with it. Uh, one of the issues which I had back in the days, which nobody could solve it. One, a few of my customers, they used to share their logins with other people. Mm, yeah. So basically, I told my brother, imagine we had this from 2018, this feature. We had the feature that we could see exactly how many devices this person has logged in with, what IP addresses, Same. and everything. And I, and, and I could get basically a warning, which ones are the ones that I need to be careful of. And I prevented many times, like, frauds, that they're coming to get in the software and basically just steal your stuff and then put them on torrents. I mean, I'm sure you experience this, everyone has experienced this, when you have um, maybe over 500 students, or maybe over 1,000 students. Um, so this is a problem that I personally solved. Or um, um, all now with the community we don't like facebook groups i want everything to be in one platform yeah. so with cop member you can do this i have all my everything in one platform they have the community there um the, me as the coach i can coach them from there i, I do everything from there it's all everything under so, one so platform. you
2: can do like live classes you don't have to do it over zoom anymore you just do it straight on the platform not,
0: not yet this is something that i personally better test is not really out live um i mean there's also the benefit of having the software like this that personally me i get to test stuff before before yeah, are yeah. live, and we get to build them exactly how i want
2: and can, isn't it also like you can edit the videos on there you can upload your video and you can edit it in the i'm in gonna the tell platform. you something
0: these features are gimmicky yeah. the, anyone who is a serious coach let's say like you who obviously you have a vid a full-time video editor a full-time the uh, uh, visuals team nobody will ever use a feature like this you understand and uh, for uh, for us, it doesn't make sense to make features like this. It makes more sense to make features that big players will use for example, Fahim bro he has eleven thousand students imagine eleven thousand students maybe more active, or in,
2: total or active?
0: active yeah. in total he's, he's really big. So we really tested the software that it can also handle like really big players, mm-hmm. and at the same we, with no issues at all. I mean, well, this, yeah,
1: like a Dirk Croyder also. Yeah, Dirk Reuter, yeah. Also the, uh, platform. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Dirk like, also. How many students? Like, I don't uh, remember now, but something. we have a we, we have a lot of customers on it. But the, the the thing is, I want to say that we. I mean, imagine now you put Primos with a top-notch video guy. To, you, to, you, to come on COP member to edit his video, man, on COP member. I, I, are you serious, man? <laughs> he wouldn't want his Adobe and his uh, <laughs> other software to do the pretty things because he's a perfectionist, man. Yeah. Now, if you are a small coach, which maybe you want to do everything yourself, and then maybe you will use it, yeah. maybe.
0: But, yeah, but at the same time you wouldn't use our software, you will use something that is for free.
1: Most probably, yeah. most probably I think everybody is teaching people just go on Fiverr, find somebody, yeah. pay him 10, 20 dollars to do the editing for you and yeah. then upload it, come on. I'm not going to do such a feature, I'm not going to, it's not a benefit.
2: It's not the needle mover.
1: Exactly, it's not, yeah. the needle mover for example is for a course, so we, have, we have a feature which is very simple but does a lot of work which is you can ask the students, or customers, when they join, to sign electronically, oh. the terms and conditions. Ah, juicy. Why? Sounds simple, but there is a big why. You've got a dispute, my friend. You just go to co-op member, download the document, go to Stripe, whoever is your like, payment provider, okay. upload it with a screenshot which... Provides the logins and everything, and also the terms of conditions. And trust me, 80% you with the case. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you to have good terms and conditions. Yes. Bro, okay.
0: everyone has experienced this. I mean, yeah. I will I will not believe you if you tell me I never had a
2: dispute. No, no, 100%. 100%. You can be so good at, at your delivery, you still get disputes. There's t- people, the,
0: people. The thing with the way that we do this, okay, I don't know how you do this in your business, but I'm sure you have a similar model when you close someone and they sign up on your program most likely maybe you send them in sign, to yep. sign or something like that which obviously you put more resistance for someone to oh i have to read the contract right now and i have to sign it the with it bro members with right cop member it's not like this they they, they buy they get instantly the um, email to open their account to access the course, and while they are creating their profile, the last step: oh, read the terms and conditions and sign. Beautiful. And it's basically a very seamless process, and they get instantly in the course. Obviously, if you don't sign, you don't you don't get access to the course. But everyone does this. We never had we never heard a story that someone oh yeah they bought in. They didn't want to sign the terms and conditions. I mean, this is...
1: Actually, I have a a very weird story. Like, (laughs) I'm going to tell you, like, one day I received, like, he has my personal phone number. So Bastian calls me, Bastian Slot. Bro, somebody is putting up my courses on torrents. And I said to him, bro, be proud. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I told you seriously. <laughs> Be proud. It means that you did something which really works, I said to what? him. He said to me, yeah, can we identify who did it actually? Oh. And man, I found out ten suspects. Oh. And I think he found him in the end. So I gave him a list. With we what, what did he
2: do with the? <laughs> I don't know what he
1: did actually. I, I don't know what he did. I, I don't know. I, I think you cannot do anything actually. It's like forget it. You you just going to waste your time and money basically. Yeah, yeah, I
2: agree.
0: But if you are if you are if you have a German company, because in Germany everything is so strict, maybe you can do something.
1: With this GDPR, you guys are crazy down there. I don't know, but like I'm telling you, I was like, be proud. Big. I don't want to reveal the name, but uh, somebody else one day. So he sent me a video from Kajabi. And man, this guy is not technical. And he could download Mm. with two clicks. Mm. Yeah. And all the, the, videos, the, is still all the videos, all the, all the videos, all the videos, yes. Video I have the video, I can show you later.
2: Love
1: it. Uh, and basically I, I have it saved on my PC as bookmarked as Kajabi fuck up, basically. <laughs>
0: and it's still a fuck up, can you believe it? It's
1: still there. Yeah. They never fixed it. You upload all your content there, 100%. all your content there, it's uploaded, man. And two clicks, And anybody can get it, basically, and put it to torrents. That's how torrents make their money. Mm -hmm. Now, COP member, I'm not saying because we did it, okay, but we tried to do similar tests and they failed. Mm. I'm not saying it's not hackable.
0: Everything is hackable. Everything is hackable today.
1: Everything, my friend. Whoever says that it's unhackable, I'm saying that they have no idea. That's my opinion.
0: You know what is the most secure uh, video hosting platform, which I'm sure you know it. Bro, listen, you do know Netflix. Oh,
1: no shit. Yeah.
0: Netflix, it has the the most crazy securities that you can imagine. Try. Try, uh, Huh? You
1: cannot record screeners. Yes. Oh, no idea. Try on your laptop when you watch Netflix. To to do screen recording. Screen recording or screenshot or screenshot. It does not work, my friend. Yeah. All right.
2: Yeah. I mean, I can take my phone and take a photo of the laptop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I said when I spoke to Bastian, actually. When I spoke to Bastian and when I spoke to many other people that I do demo calls, I don't do them anymore, but when they come on the demo call, I say it to them, but I worry about the security. And I say, I always say to them, listen, if somebody wants to hack your course, they, won't do it, man. they will find yeah. a way to do yeah. it. Yeah. They will just put a, a camera Damn, yeah. on, the, on the, I can put it up here, put a camera. Yeah. and. Well, listen,
0: the, the whole idea is okay, how hard can I make it for the hacker? So, that's the so, whole idea. Yeah.
1: Because
2: they're like, yeah, whatever, I'll just copy some other guy's course and put that up. Because it's two steps easier. So that's really what it really is. Yeah. You don't have to be the most secure guy, you just have to be more secure than the other guy. It's like when you're running away from a bear. You don't need to be running faster than the bear. You just need to run faster than the other guy that also runs away from, from the bear. bear. I, I agree <laughs> with you.
1: I, I agree. I totally agree with you. Look,
0: the, th- the thing with this is also, look, even if someone, let's say, goes and watch your course, are they going to succeed with it just by watching it? No, because the value, in my opinion, is in the, maybe in the yeah. calls. It's also in the community, if you yes. have one. Yeah um i mean this is the main value at the end anyway,
1: but to your question what is next because that was your question instead of yes. yes so what is next i mean at this point i'm gonna say it i get so many people trying to disturb, disturb me mm-hmm. almost every week do you know how many people call me up mm-hmm. and say to me hey i've got this idea hey i've got this idea Hey, I've got this idea. And I'm like, no. Yeah, because we build
0: softwares. I mean, yeah. this is what we do here. It's one of the things yeah. ever there.
1: Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not interested. Like, now my only focus is agency, co-member, Xenius Fitness. That's the only thing we care about at this point of time.
0: True. At, at some point, we fucked it up. Yes. We started to do so many things that we realized, man.
1: Yeah, like we cannot do any, more. we cannot do more things than what we're doing right now we want to grow what we have all three companies that's our goal and,
0: and you put it in real estate and that's it and then yeah. you retire
1: yeah. make more cows <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole thing
2: guys i think uh, i think it's time to wrap this up Bro, listen, we can talk endlessly. But oh, hell yeah! But I also want I want to, I want to feast with you guys. Um, cope. What is a cope member? Software. dot What's the software cy.
0: listen, it's software cy, and basically software cy in simple words is designing websites and online marketing. Basically, we also do right now a lot of websites for online coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Copemember, cope member again. I don't need to explain it with with cope Cart We are biggest partners together with with we have cope card as well yep shout out to the boys i mean cope member and cope card boom it's like brother and sister
2: and uh xenosfitness.com xenosfitness.com your instagram we're gonna put down below we're gonna put your instagram down below last question before i wrap things up five to ten years from now they're gonna make no no let me finish five to ten years from now they're gonna make a Martin Scorsese movie about the two brothers from Cyprus crushing it. They gonna do they're gonna make a movie, Martin Scorsese, famous f- famous, famous filmmaker, Wolf of Wall Street, for example, departed. Oh, okay. Okay, so they're gonna make a movie about you. Who's gonna play you? First guy comes to mind. I don't know. Who's gonna play you? Myself, man. <laughs> alright, alright, alright. Here's my suggestion. Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon. Shout out to the boys yeah
1: okay i will see it yeah. okay but i'm not gonna let him i'm just gonna be the one i'm telling you from now
0: all right guys thank you so much for watching this is max torno honestly thank you for having us on the podcast very knowledgeable guy very smart guy honestly i know him for how many
1: years eight years Maybe seven years, years. Man, it's been I strongly recommend whoever wants to start a business to get your advice yes
0: I mean you help me a lot with what I do I mean I mean let's be realistic I was never actual part like of your courses but as a friend you gave me a lot of a lot of advices and you guided me on the right direction so I really want to thank you for this yes. honestly so you are legit you know what you're talking about end of the yes. story. it
2: means a lot to me let's feast GG. All right. What a crazy, crazy episode that was. If this inspires you and you say, hey, I also want to have you know a high network of, of high income individuals. I want to be my own boss. I want to be able to travel the world, inspire people and have an, have an impact on the world. Then the way to do it is with your own online business. But how to start, Max? Well, very simple. You start by booking a free consultation call with me and my team over at MaxTorno.com forward slash call. On that call, we'll be looking at your situation. We'll be looking at your business ideas. We'll tell you the first couple steps you need to take or the next couple steps, whether you want to be making 10K a month, 20K a month, 50 or 250K a month, we can absolutely help you. And the way to do that is entirely for free over at maxtorno.com forward slash call. Put your call there and let's talk soon.